Blog Talk Radio. Board. Again, tip of the cap to the 
head football coach who joined us yesterday on the show, talked to me for well, quite a while throughout today or yesterday, along with a lot of other coaches around that area in Rock Vegas, if you will. Some call it uh, Football USA up there in that side of the world because they have put out so much talent. But, man, what a great day yesterday and couldn't have asked for a better weather. Yeah, it was very good weather, man. I tell you, I picked up a little bit of sun uh, reflecting off that uh, beautiful turf, man. What great facilities they have. You know, we had concession stands were rolling. They fed us really well. Gave us some good food to go at the end of the day. We had some burgers and pizzas to take with us. But overall, you know, I, I sat there and thought about it on the ride home is, you know, for South Carolina, we get it. We're known for receivers and defensive line and some running backs and, and you know, uh, some DBs and things like that. And I tried to think to myself, you know, what was probably a position group that stood out? And I really didn't think, you know, one group stood out over the others just because it was such a concentration of great athletes at each position out there, man. You know, I mean, you you mentioned quarterback just now from Spartanburg. You know, that young man's going to be a junior this fall. Yeah, he was out there kind of at six foot four, 220. He had great size a bunch of zip on the arm. We had quarterbacks from all over the state, of course. You know, the home team guy from NAPO, the nation's forward. Now, he's a rising um, sophomore, junior, I believe, as well. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with him. You know, his freshman year, he was uh, already toting offers from South Carolina, I believe Georgia and Alabama. Of course, we had Ryan Berger. He's already committed to App State. You know, we had some quarterbacks from all over just really zipping the ball. We got to see uh, Coach Rollers new throw boy uh, up there at Dillon, man, and he looked impressive. I tell you, it was a great group, especially from the quarterbacks. I don't want to leave anybody out, but it's 210 athletes to cover. Um, You know, the defensive line, they moved fast for big dudes. The offensive line was certainly uh, garnered a lot of attention. There's some dudes there with some mega offers already, some size. I tell you, when you looked around, you saw, you know, our good friend Jalen from uh, Goose Creek was there. We had Jacob Ashley and, of course, Monroe. We had Big Swigert there from uh, Chapin High School. You know, we had the, the big boys from Dillon. Certainly, I mean, excuse me, from um, uh, up in the upstate. And, and, you know, it just it, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, the DBs and the wide receivers were long and fast and fluid and caught the balls. You didn't see many balls in the ground. The linebackers were punching, punching things and punching dummies and getting around them, getting off the ground. Uh, all together, like you said, the workflow was amazing. I mean, they cleared the field for offense, got the defense on. Cleared the fence, field for defense, got the offense back on. Guys had a chance to grab a, a bite to eat and some mortar and get back to work. And, uh, you know, the coaches, uh, you know, as, as you may have heard while we were live, there was a live MC. I mean, they were d- 10 seconds and alarms would go off and people would move. As you said, we ended up finishing a little bit early. And that's probably one of the first camps I've ever been to that actually finished early. And, and, and that goes to a big credit to the guys, like you said, on the show, when Jeff came on the show with us, they had plenty of staff working. I mean, you're talking former NFL guys. You know, we had uh, – you interviewed, you know, Devontae Holloman, who's a head coach at South Point. He was coaching linebackers, you know, out there. And uh, this is a guy that played the position in the NFL, played it at South Carolina, kind of a hybrid safety thing back in the day. Man, he looked like he could uh, put strap on a pad and some pads and helmets and still play as it was, but uh, it was a great, great day. Got to see a lot of great players up in South Carolina. Also saw some good, some really good tight ends. You know, we definitely have the size, and I'll never forget a quote talking to a national analyst out there, and I said, man, 
You take these 210 out here, you take the 210 from North Carolina, 210 from Georgia, 210 from Tennessee, kind of the states that border us, so to speak. You know, and he said, man, I would put these 210 probably against any of them or ahead of any of them, but maybe Georgia, and that's because they've got about 14 million people, a lot more athletes to select from. But, you know, it, it's such a high concentration of top-end talent uh, from the classes is mostly sophomores and uh, juniors and a couple of and some rising seniors there. And uh, overall, then, man, I tell you, I'm, I'll be excited in the next couple months to see. Uh, I'm, I got a feeling we're going to see some offers roll in. Uh, it's one of the things I thought was really great is it goes back to something that disturbed you probably what about last year, maybe uh, 15 months ago when someone mentioned to you, and we won't mention that person's name on the on the air, but said South Carolina was a flyover state when it comes to recruiting. I think uh, once these, you know, 210 or 220, 300 schools see the tail of the tape uh, from South Carolina, it won't be a flyover uh, state this coming fall. I think a lot of schools are going to be checking out a lot of guys from, say, South Carolina. Yeah, I agree, Eugene. And, and again, if they're flying over, it's just to drop a couple care packages because I got to tell you, there were so many amazing athletes. And, and, you know, you hate to start mentioning kids because you don't want to mention any of them. I mean, you know, I, I can tell you that Oceanside, you mentioned they were out there. Somerville here locally had four or five dogs out there hunting, ready to ride in, do their thing. I thought they performed well. Fort Dorchester, not surprisingly, but they had 11, I believe, guys out there, one of the most of all the other schools. Dolton board, by the way, young, up-and-coming. He's going to be a junior coming up this year, but he's put on about 30 pounds worth of weight. Looks totally different than he did this time last year. He's got faster on his 40 he slips zips and rolls that ball off the fingertips and does an incredible job I thought the quarterback play yesterday I'm going to be honest with you yes very impressed with Joey Steele's guys very impressed of course and I'm talking Fort here and of course they got that big tight end McKelvey everybody got an eye look at him yesterday he got a lot of nods but there was a young man all the way up there in the upstate that we interviewed that he also had the size and the will and the make to be a great athlete, hopefully locally here in our state. But when you start to kind of put it all together, you know, I watched linebackers. I watched the, the, the linemen, defense, offense. I saw some DBs back there. But, you know, the area that we've kind of questioned for so long in our state is when was the last guy to leave our state and now play in the NFL? There's one, by the way, and it's in that same area we were at yesterday, correct? I thought yesterday – I thought yesterday we saw a lot of really optimism in quarterback play because these kids are bigger than what I remember them looking like last year. They threw the ball with a lot of passion. They wanted to be perfect in their rhythms. They wanted to be perfect on their routes. And overall, Eugene, again, if I had to say the most improved area in all the camps that we've been to in the last year, yesterday I thought we looked pretty good at quarterback play. I think quarterbacks are something that – We'll see some improvement in this class of 22 and class of 23 coming up. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, you, you touched on Zoltan Osborne, and, you know, I made a big deal about it because I actually stood amongst the quarterbacks there when they were filming, and, and those guys were rolling. They were changing direction and making throws. And, you know, I stood next to them, and I just said, man, you know, about nine months ago when we were at a camp uh, right there in Matthews, North Carolina, I, you know, I thought he was a little thin. Now you stand next to him, and he's got these massive trunks for legs, and he can move. You know, he could get into a stance and just get off, push off that back leg. He had a ton of zip on the ball. You know, these guys were hitting their targets. And, uh, 
the only the only knock on the quarterbacks was, uh, you know, they were catching each other's balls, and a couple of them were having a tough time doing that. Yeah, they're they're definitely quarterbacks. I mean, let's just kind of put it out there. Uh, you know, there's a reason that they throw it and don't catch it. You know, they talk about that with receivers and DBs. But, you know, so many guys I thought did a great job, like Devin Geddes yesterday. I think he helped himself tremendously with his performance yesterday. He can play offense. He can play defense. He's pretty much a, a utility kid that will go where you need him to go. There were so many different guys out there that I thought looked great. Look at Latta. You know, they had a guy out there, the linebacker, uh, I believe it's uh, McRae is how you pronounce his name. Great footwork yesterday, getting in and out of the dummies, making sure that he's keeping his head where it needs to be, staying focused. The quarterback from Ridgeview, Mr. Washington, man, that kid can really sling that ball, and he's going to do some big things over there this year for Ridgeview. Then you saw this kid, and, I, and he caught my eye over at Wando. He is, a, of course, a linebacker in Landon Berry. Berry, I would say – Underside to some, but, man, if he used that as an ability for him to get through on that 40 as they were timing him, clicking him there on the lasers, he did a great job handling, you know, everything that was thrown at him. You look at a course as uh, we, we look at a couple of other schools real quick here. Uh, Strong Thurman had a kid that I thought did a great job, and uh, Devron Williams, a linebacker. The kid really, again, when they go with the, with the whistle, he came out of his stance. He ended up popping in, going in and around, able to swim through his drills and, and stand out in, in ways that, again, surprised me. But a kid that I thought really capitalized locally here, look at Ron Shaver, the kid. He's an outside, inside. He's a linebacker to some, right? I know he plays in that safety role. He's done that in the past at another school. But this is an Oceanside kid who I thought – because I know his family very well, his dad, a former college football player, a great strength and conditioning guy in his own backyard, this kid has worked extremely hard. And a camp like yesterday, if you don't know, now you're going to know. A camp like yesterday set up just like an NFL combine. There was no seven-on-seven. Seven, there was no one-on-one. -on -one. It was basically here's what you're going to do. Get through it, get to it, and let's move forward to the next drill. And the MC you talk about is actually the owner right, of National Press. Him and his wife, of course, out of Maryland, they came down. He was the MC. He was the guy on the microphone in the background of our show. Did a great job. He and I actually chopped it up for a good hour between, you know, a few different times and just talked about the actual studs down here. He said, Rich, i got to be honest with you. I didn't know what to expect coming down here. I've heard. We've understood. Guys write what they write, but it's like this. Come watch it. You know, the tape doesn't lie. You can, you can fudge a few numbers. Just like some of these kids were upset about their height and their weight and, and really, per se, their height. But it's like he had said, hey, get back up here. If you think you're right, then, then we'll, we'll change it. But here's what we're going to do. So very impressive uh, with everything. And, again, I want to give a quick shout-out to Legion. Uh, I believe uh, Legion Collegiate's kid who was out there yesterday, the wide receiver, uh, Donovan Pittman. That kid ran some really good routes the wide receiver. I think that he's going to make a lot of noise this year coming in. That's what we were able to see yesterday, Eugene. We had the list. We saw a lot of numbers that a lot of other people didn't see. But the one thing that we know, whether you were at one end or the other end, I think a lot of kids got better yesterday, and I know a lot of kids got a lot of looks coming out of this camp. Yeah, and also, too, a position group we haven't touched on, but we know we talked to those guys and saw them well. 
uh, Ron and, and, and do go through their drills with the linebacker squad, man. That Casey Adams, that great collegiate up in Columbia, you know, we've seen him ball. We've seen him, you know, he was the all-star of the junior game. You know, I've, I've witnessed him uh, firsthand on the football field for, for three years. This will be the fourth coming up. You know, he had a great a great camp as well. Uh, the kid uh, Goldsmith from Southside Christian, man, that kid was a little bit bigger than I would have thought uh, coming in. But, he, you know, he did some great things as well. Of course, uh, you know, the young man McKitchen at West Florence High School. We had Glasgow from York Comprehensive, and I think Glasgow's going to join us on uh, Thursday night. Uh, Dunbar, you know, we had Silver Bluff head coach on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, hey, you know, we're going to get back to where we were. People are going to know who we are. And uh, Mr. Dunbar looked great as a running back as well. Uh, you know, McCaskill at Chirral, he and I were talking it up a little bit. You know, he looked great out there. His uh, AD, Mr. Bird, is a guy I've known for about six years. And, you know, he, he, did a, he put on a great performance as well. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Hicks, Well Branch. You know, I started talking to Well Branch kids because I grew up about 15 minutes from that school between uh, him and the massive, massive offensive lineman that they had was just – I mean, this young man, when, when I stood next to him and I said, dude, are you 6'6", 315? And I went over and looked, and he's actually 6'6 six, six and a half, 323. And I saw him get down and move like a, a, a Mack truck, but he can, you know, had the feet of a deer. And I said, wow, you know, for a 1A school, they're going to they're gonna, uh, make some moves because all the running back, I told the running back, I said, all you got to do is stay behind that guy, man. He's going to clear a path all the way to the end zone for you. <laughs> One yeah, more. you're exactly right. How about, think about the kid from Burns yesterday. I think he, and, he, he caught your eye and my eye yesterday. That cat was as cool as the other side of the pillow. As one of the great ones in ESPN used to say all the time, Stuart Scott, man, this kid was working out and doing it big time with his glasses on from the time he got there to the time he left. I stopped calling him by his name and just called him Hollywood because the kid, I thought, really stood out, like you mentioned, with a lot of those big cats from uh, Well Branch that I thought also looked good. And, and, and of course, the, uh, the guys that all came down from Buford, well represented in that southern part of the low country really did a great job representing themselves, their school, and anybody else connected to it. Well, that's going to be a good battle. Uh, you know, there. You know, I was talking to the North Carolina scout from University of North Carolina, and he said, man, we might have to come down and check out that game. Where is it at? And I said, well, Oceanside's going to be hosting Beaufort, and it's going to be at the Citadel. So if you want to come down and scout some players, man, and get you a nice seat up under the uh, – Awning there at the Citadel, get you a nice chair back and bring you a notepad. But, um, you know, there was another kid that I thought was big and can move, and that is Cotton, the linebacker up there at Blythewood in, in, uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. That kid is chiseled, and he ran the 40 like he was on fire. I mean, that was, it was very impressive to see him move like that, man. Anytime you see a big cat that can uh, create that much momentum and coming through, that's impressive to see. Yeah, it was really impressive to see. I mean, you, you talk again. I, I really, yesterday for me, Eugene, what I wanted to see was, you know, we know DBU is kind of what we do here in the state of South Carolina, right? So I'm not really not looking at them, but I know what I know when I say what I say about that that defensive backfield in our state. We've always, and we will continue to always do that. But it's, it's a baseball state, which always makes me wonder what in the wide world are we doing not putting guys in the next level? And I keep mentioning quarterbacks because I really – you mentioned the kid from Dillon. thought he had a great camp, Ryan Berger. 
no surprise, great camp. I know he'll be in Atlanta in a couple of weeks along with a couple of other ballers at that Rivals camp. That's going to be a big one uh, here in a couple of weeks. But uh, South Florence had their guy out there doing his thing, and I thought he looked really good. But to me, I guess for the first time, and I'm not going to harp on the quarterbacks for the rest of the night. I'll leave it at this. For the first time, it looked like our quarterbacks have been eating pretty well. And what I mean by that is they've all gained some weight. They've all got a little size, some height to them, but they're also lean enough to move quick enough to get into whatever drills they were asked to get into. And, again, watching what they do, knowing that we have wide receivers that can catch it anytime, anywhere, also really big deal yesterday. And, again, like you mentioned, I got a chance to talk to Holloman, Coach Holloman over there at South Point, former South Point player himself. And, and you know, he talked about, you know, what he saw yesterday. And he and I agree. Yes, 24-7 sports does an incredible job putting together these South Camps. Yes, Rivals does an incredible job putting together these South Camps. But I got to tell you something. Minus the name, if you were just there, you just kind of checked in, you would have not known if you didn't see a banner. You would have thought it was ran by one of those other two because Jeff and that entire crew was on point. They were on it from the time they got there to the time they packed up and, and took their final pictures and had those conversations, man. And that's why I really feel like we're going to see a lot of guys start to mention about getting an offer coming up soon. Yeah, and there's actually one more kid. You and I uh, kind of got our – he caught our eye early on, and that was after he weighed in, checked in, because we were like, you know, this cat looks familiar. And when I say the high school, you're going to be like, yeah, or he stuck out. And that was the young man over at Kane Bay, Mr. Campo. You know, he, uh, he he showed up, and I thought, you know, for the defensive lineman, he wasn't the tallest guy out there. But, man, is, is he scrappy? Can he get low? Can he move? And he looked really strong, especially in his trunk. You know, and I tell you, it was uh, he he was very impressive. He didn't stand as tall as some of the other cats that were, you know, six three, six four. But uh, Campo, I believe he checked in about six six one or so, about two thirty five. But he, man, he could really move. And I tell you, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, if he doesn't stay on the defensive line, he might could help somebody at a strong, you know, some one of those strong side linebackers or something like that at the next level because uh, he, ha- he has a very high motor. And, again, that dude's very strong in his lower body, and he can get to the point where he needs to be, you know, at any time on the football field. So uh, definitely looking forward to see what, what he does for Kane Bay this year. Yeah, Cam Bay in the house yesterday as well. And that's, that's exciting for me because, you know, Cam Bay's a different style offense, right? I mean, they're kind of what you remember with the rumbling wreck of Georgia Tech and that triple option that they had for so many years. And, you know, Nick Saban would always say it's the worst practice of the year when you play a triple option because you have to change everything for six days. And then you got to go back to training and back to what you used to do. And, again, they've been doing that triple option for a long time over there at Cam Bay. So, you know, it's good for some, but not good for everybody. Matter of fact, it's probably not as good as it would be, you know. But you saw a lot of teams yesterday represented. You mentioned Well Branch. Their coach was out there. There was a few other coaches I saw out there that we had a chance to speak to, and I thought that was big. The one thing I'm going to say is this. If you got an invite to this thing yesterday, and if you did not show up, and the only thing I would tell you, the, the only excuse I would even think that would be okay, the two, would be, number one, a family emergency. All right, family first. I'm all about the family. And two, an injury. Now, 
with the injury, you could have still made the road trip. You could have still been in the house. There were guys that were there that did not participate in some things or anything, but they made sure they were there. Right? We had guys in our bowl game last year when we partnered up with the high school blitz that didn't play, but they showed up. All right? This was an opportunity for you that individuals took a lot of time, a lot of money, and a ton of energy to put together an opportunity for 230-plus colleges across the country to look at a film between the Power Five to the FCS, the FBS, to the Ivy Leagues, to the HBCUs, to the JUCO schools, you name it. You had a chance to get seen yesterday if you got that invite. And just think about this. You got invited. There's somebody sitting there yesterday that inboxed us. Matter of fact, there was at least 27 guys that, in, that, that inboxed us on Saturday going into Sunday wishing that they got that invite. Don't not show up when somebody gives you an opportunity to grind it out and get better. Because I'm going to tell you, and, and the coach over at South Point said this yesterday, and I'll echo it. It ain't going to be a whole lot different this year coming up for you to recruit as it was for the class of 2021. So when you get a chance to get seen, you better get out there and get seen. You see? Yeah, I completely agree, man. And I was actually, you know, there were a couple guys that didn't show up that I was actually looking forward to seeing. And I was a little, little, little upset with that because considering, you know, we didn't have camps, we didn't have a lot of the uh, normal things last year and no spring ball. So I really thought with the effort and Je- that Jeff and those guys put together, you know, this is going to be an opportunity to showcase what you got. But, you know, I guess personal decisions or whatnot, I know there was one player that couldn't come because there might have been a COVID exposure, and we totally get that because we didn't want to have any problems with yeah. that. But, uh, you know, overall, I tell you, man, I'm, you know, I, and I'm going I'm to agree with you, man. I didn't want to pick a position group, but I, I'm going to agree with you because, you know, when, when I, I stood by those quarterbacks and we had some good conversations, man, when you talk about the young man from Spartanburg that's going to join us on Thursday, you know, the young man from uh, Nations Ford, we had the guys, obviously, like you mentioned, Lenoris there from um, from South Florence, and we had Tretarius, uh, I'm about to botch it, Travius uh, from um, Great Legion, been on with us. You know, and, and there's just so – it was so much talent. And, you know, it wasn't – you didn't see those lamed up balls. You didn't see things like that. So, you know, that, there's another aspect of this. You have to give credit to uh, Jeff and the guys at Nation, uh, National Press because they were very selective in the cats they chose to come and participate. That showed that they had already done their homework because the guys that got there to, that were there competing – were definitely guys that you'll see at the next level. There were some guys that, you know, that they already had value coming in that they thought were, you know, already next level, already had some offers, some other cats that just needed some height and weight, you know, to kind of verify it for the universities. And then there was another group that just had to, you know, come in and show out and put on and see what happened. But uh, overall, I tell you, man, it was just – it was uh, overall it was probably the best camp I've ever been to, and I know I've said that before. It's just when you've been to so many of these, you see that, you know, some of them are just kind of put together. Some of them are out there for the money and things like that. These guys were out there, you know, they weren't competing against each other. They were competing against stopwatches and measuring sticks, and they were out there to get the film. We saw a lot of great camaraderie from guys that, you know, are, are natural rivals with who they play and some you know, guys that will be playing against each other. We heard some kind of friendly chatter between uh, the great collegiate and the Oceanside guys, you know, over who put who on whose film from last year and, no, it's just such a great, great experience. I think these guys, you know, I've already seen some stuff on Twitter with guys 
liking and sharing things from schools they don't even play just because they met these guys out there. And it was it was a lot of great camaraderie and support all the way around, even the athletes themselves. And I thought that was a really cool experience for these guys to get to meet kids from around the state that they wouldn't normally play. You know, the 2As and 5As or 4As and 3As. And uh, it, it was just it was so neat just hearing them, you know, back and forth and supporting each other. And, you know, the, probably one of the biggest things was that uh, star drill. Some of them had never even seen it before, you know. So there was kind of a little bit of joking with them, you know, each other about, you know, who, who slipped and who could make it through and how weird it was and how new it was. But, you know, you know the campus run just like the NFL Combine. So if you watch the NFL Combine and, you, you know, you're an NFL fan, then you know what these uh, young athletes went through yesterday. Yeah, you're totally right. Let's do this, Eugene. Let's uh, let's throw a little back here on a Monday afternoon. It is time now for the bus to pull up into the great state of Georgia. We're waiting here after this break with Coach Strong Johnson. He, of course, is out of the Georgia Stone Prep Academy. Guys, don't go anywhere. Southern Sports Central begins with our five-star guest list right after this, guys. Yeah. 
Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at 323-784-9681. Hey, y'all. You ready? Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellen, alongside Eugene Benton. Another beautiful segment heading your way right now. We're waiting, I believe, Eugene, for the big man to join us here in just a minute. When he does, we'll give him that five-star introduction. You know, I already got it queued up. And, of course, we're talking about our 630 guest coming all the way from the state of Georgia, from Georgia Storm Prep Academy, and that is Storm Johnson going to be joining us here in just a few. But uh, big-time guest at 630 to kick it off here in a few. Yeah, he should be calling in just a second. Uh, I had a number. I reached out to him. Uh, you know, he, he's got so many things going on. He also runs, uh, you know, when he gets on, I'll let him talk to you about it. But, you know, he's got a middle school, a high school, and he's also the owner uh, of the academy there and also does uh, summer camps and things like that. But uh, I just uh, sent him another message and said, hey, we're ready to roll. You know, so as soon as he gets settled in, uh, he'll give us a shout, and uh, we'll be ready to roll. We'll bring him back in here or bring him in here in style. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that – I remembered, man, when he hit us up about coming on the show, I saw, I saw the name and I had to do a double take. I was like, man, I remember when you played for the Jags. I remember your days there in Central Florida, kind of when, you know, that program was kind of taking off. And, uh, you know, he's a pretty impressive dude. And uh, I'll uh, put you back through, Richie, and I'm going to see if I can uh, welcome him here in here. Uh, he sent me a number, so I'm going to try to reach that real quick. All right, there you go. So Eugene going to get uh one of the legendary, one of the big-time guests coming in here tonight. We're starting the show right. I mean, that's what we do here with a guy like uh, Storm Johnson. Again, you heard uh, just a few things that he did. Of course, he uh, part of that uh, Central Florida conversation. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, impressive numbers. We'll let him kind of break all that down. That's what we like to do when we bring him in. Uh, we like these guys to talk about themselves, tell us who they are, where they came from, and, of course, all that exciting things. Uh, that, that makes, of uh, course, uh, you know, the, the highlights, uh, the, 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 everything that they're able to do. And, again, excited to bring him here in, in just a little bit as Eugene, of course, uh, trying to get him on here with us. But that's the fun part of what we do, guys. I mean, I mentioned it yesterday. It's, you know, it is a lot of fun to talk to the athletes. But, man, do we not get so lucky to talk to so many amazing coaches that used to be former athletes, active athletes, if you will, uh, you know, you talk to a lot of guys who are great mentors that are around the programs, and you have so many different uh, pieces of the pie, right, that, that really form what we call the, 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 the athletic tree of South Carolina, right? And here we are outside just a little bit into the state of Georgia with a guy like this that has played, you know, at every level you could have imagined, and here he is now giving back, giving back to something that, quite frankly, you know, uh, you couldn't ask for anything better from anyone better because, uh, you know, you, you talk about the history, you talk about the wow factor, and I can tell you Storm Johnson is one of the best in the business, Eugene. Yeah, definitely, man. And, uh, you know, when he reached out and I was kind of going through to see what he was up to, and, you know, he said it was just so much to, to talk about uh, again. But you know, when, when you're involved in all the, you know, running the school and everything else, it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, you got to, got your hands full. He's a owner, the principal, the head coach, 
uh, you know, pretty much <laughs> everything you can uh, imagine with running a prep academy, you know, much like some of the other coaches we have on. Uh, he's definitely there, but he also, you know, it's part of a middle school system. Uh, it's kind of a summer camp where guys come in and, and work on athletics and academics and things like that as well. So uh, we're just hopefully, you know, he'll be able to join us in just a second. Uh, it sounds like he uh, got tied up for a second and uh, reached out and sent his number. So, um, you know, we'll try to get him in here as quickly as possible. Let's do this. Let's try to do what we can to get him on. We'll take a quick break, guys. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, oh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll turn the lights, hopefully, to the big man who is uh, starting us off, leading us off on deck, uh, of course, uh, ready to step into the batter's box and hit a big one here for us is uh, now uh, Coach Storm Johnson, former big-time NFL college high school All-American, going to join us next, guys, right out of this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. A little bit of that Southern Sports Central right after this, guys. Right now on the come up, really been talking my because I know I come from the gutter to sausage a brother. Then I go pop out in all of this linen like I was a baller. How do you hate me? I'm coming from under. Nowhere to sleep, what the fuck is a cover? Now I pop out of ballistic, they run us, man. Tell us I'm tweaking, I already. I was out bad, I know I done it all. I was serving the fiends, let it dissolve. If I got a problem, I'm making one call. While none of your be sliding at all. If I got oven, I'm packing that heat. Only get up with when this in the streets. Rush to the paper like I'm in the me, baby. Get on your knees, let me give you a treat. Too much of the walk, you be having me sleep. But too much of the got me ready to freeze. Grinding for months, I've been grinding for weeks. My uncle told me to just watch for the week, cause they like to sneak. Gucci, Gucci and proud to be having me dripping like I was a sink. Man, what did you think? I'm trying to make it to put some VVs inside my Cuban link. Man, why do it sting? Kobe's been bringing in pounds of the zop. I know that it reeks. in not street. I got high gangers at 13 and under, but you on the scene, I do it for free. Weary this thing, we were serving the fiends. The fiends. told me to stop popping the beans. Right on the seat, I'm still in my drinks. I like dropping them inside of my lean. Lil' Easy been working. Keep passing your moves, we got them twerking. We see in the cut of that be lurking. Can't see in the track, cause we closing the curtain. Don't know what I'm feeling. Feel like the niggas who doubted me most is always in my mission. You know I ain't tripping. Drop me a check and that boy be away in my track, that's Before the pandemic, my n***s was quick as a rental. Can't wait to hit Johnny to f*** on my dinner. We tissing the 40, a f*** up his middle. We put him on TV like he Jimmy Kimmel. My n***s are rest, talk like a whistle. Close to this touch and this gets off the sizzle. You know we erasing it looking like pencils. It's cut off the way. No mind to get little. But don't let me get started. A flow on the rock got me looking retarded. Be hating that really be garbage. Over that paper, some depart. But I never care. Trying to get big and see green everywhere. My don't go. Why your be scared? Off of the walkie, get harder to steer. But I'm on my way up. See you when I'm near. And now, back to Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at 
Welcome back, everybody. Rich Yellman here alongside Eugene Bitt, coming at you live here at the Hour 1 of Southern Sports Central. We do this for three solid hours on Mondays and Thursdays. Of course, you can hear Everett Sands with the West Foundation Sports Show. That kicks off tomorrow at 6 to 9. He's got this big function coming up in, in a month or so. We'll be there live. Of course, uh, the guy that does the Friday morning show, that's Sports Unlimited. Brandon Bisco Bing is on the Grand Strand. So we got you covered coming to you live from Charleston to the Midlands, of course. That's over there in Columbia with Everett on Tuesdays and Friday mornings. We're doing it big, of course, with uh, Brandon Bisco Bing and got a big show coming out of Camden. Coming out of Camden, that's going to be kicking off. I believe the fellas want Wednesday night. We're going to give them Wednesday night. They'll be talking youth football. They'll be talking some high school football. Uh, they'll just be talking a little bit of everything, and I will introduce them uh, later in the week. We'll be doing a lot of stuff on Twitter with them at SO Sports Central. But a lot of things happening around the state. That gentleman actually was with us yesterday walking around, getting a feel of what to do, what to expect. And uh, Eugene talking about what to do and what to expect. You know, I, I talked to Coach Holloman, right? And I had that question with him, like I have every coach we've had in here. And we talked about, you know, the ups and downs and, and do they want to keep it the way it is? And that's the season, by the way, starting before Labor Day. Or did he like after Labor Day? What was his thoughts of spring ball? And, and you know, I think they've done a great job of getting on the same accord. And I think they all overall want to start a little bit before Labor Day. They understand the health side of things, and not all coaches, but most of them. If we took a, a poll, I think it would be start the week before Labor Day or two weeks before Labor Day because that opens the opportunity for them if they want to jump the borders, right, go into Georgia, go down to Florida, go up into North Carolina, or if they really want to get jiggy with it, head to Tennessee or Virginia or Louisiana, Alabama, they can do it then as well. But – when they don't allow that two-week period, it's a big difference. They don't have the chance to travel quite as much outside of the lines of South Carolina. And, again, you know, so I think in Coach Holliman, I think he was real big and, hey, look, let's keep it the way it is. Uh, as far as uh, the spring, got to have it, you know. Uh, and I think we were very lucky, and I use that word with, with capital letters, very lucky that we didn't have more athletes get injured because – the nutrition of our athletes this past year, I could tell the difference in films. I could see the difference in, in, in a lot of games that I covered last year. But the guys just weren't quite as well-nourished as you see them right now, right, because they have been working out. They've been back in their weight room. Yeah, you can definitely tell that. And, uh, again, you know, we mentioned, all, you know, with the guys, you know, we mentioned some of the – especially the quarterbacks that put on, you know, so what we call good weight. And, uh, and I'll tell you – Speaking of uh, a good weight, uh, you know, Dabo Swinney had his end of the spring kind of meetings with his players. He does it every year. I was talking to a couple of uh, players today and a player parent. Um, you know, after the spring game, he has that private meeting where it's about 10, 15 minutes for each player. And uh, he does it himself. And uh, a lot of guys, you know, that's one of the things they brought up with the, uh, the defensive guys. He told them where they need to be when they come back in, quote, four months. The offensive guys. Sound like uh, he needed some of them to kind of slim down a little bit and uh, get ready for the season. So that was kind of an interesting thing I, I saw or I, I learned this morning. You know, it, it's not just at the high school level, guys. This is also at the college level. You know, you're held accountable. We saw today Julian Edelman had done a lot of great things for the Patriots. He was released. The reason why they say he was released is because of a failed physical. I mean, this is a guy that's been a physical specimen his entire 
career. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. But uh, you know, speaking of uh, the board, Rich, it looks like um, our head coach is going to join us a little bit early. He wanted to come in and talk some football. Uh, I told him uh, looks like Storm got tired tied up. So uh, we'll welcome in the coach from uh, York Comprehensive here, Dr. Doyle, in just a moment. He said he's going to call in. He wanted to talk some football, some things for the spring. Uh, I think it would be a good idea. We'll have the doc in, and uh, we'll talk some football and, you know, his thoughts on, on, you know, getting these guys ready and the difference between what he sees now and a year ago this time. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to get him in here, and we'll do that in just a minute uh, because, again, I don't know how long he'll have to go into – uh, because I believe we've got him documented uh, to come in. Um, looking at it here at seven o'clock. So Coach Boyd, of course, will be joining us here a little bit early. Uh, and what we'll do to bring him in here a little bit early with us, we'll we'll play a little music. We'll come back. We'll bring in the good doctor here right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere. Southern Sports Central rolling through a Monday afternoon after the showcase. It's Monday after the Masters, by the way, as well, guys. We'll be right back right here live on Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 
and give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. Welcome, everybody, back here. We are excited to bring him in a little early. Hopefully, we can keep him a little longer, and that is the head coach over there at York Comprehensive High School, Coach Dean Boyd. Welcome to the show, Coach. Glad you could join us tonight. Uh, glad you guys could have me. I, um, I tell you what, it's uh, get brought in with a little Ozzy Osbourne. That's a good way to get brought into the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is really a, it's a thought process, Coach. When we bring you guys in, I, I look at your profile. I go and see all the exciting things that are happening, and I think to myself, yep, this fits this guy and this fits that guy. So when I saw that Aussie intro, I said, yeah, this could be the perfect fit for the perfect guy to come into our show today. <laughs> it was a good one. That's right. So, so give us a little update, Coach. Uh, first of all, uh, we're excited. We're building the future here, and it starts with now getting on the campus with you and having this virtual conversation, and we look forward to continuing this. This is the beginning of, uh, of a beautiful relationship, as they say on TV. So for those who don't know who you are, Coach, kind of give us a background about who is uh, the coach that runs all the exciting things over there and, of course, uh, your comprehensive high school. Well, you know, I played at your way back in the Stone Ages, um, I played from 79 to 83. I graduated in 1983. So um, I left York and went to Winthrop. I uh, was a, a PE major over at Winthrop, and I left Winthrop and uh, went to be an assistant football coach and a PE teacher at Hartsville High School. And I was there for seven years as an assistant under Lewis Limeberger. And Then I got my first head coaching job at Williston Elko High School, and I was there for three years. I was the athletic director and head coach there for three years. Then I left there and went to Marlboro County and have, uh, was there for 22 years as the athletic director and head football coach until recently when I've come back home at York about this two years ago. I've, I've been through two football seasons, getting ready to go into season three. So uh, real excited about being home. I've, had a, I've been a little bit all over the place, but uh, have great experiences everywhere I've been and uh, just looking to try to turn this thing around here at York. No doubt about it. We're excited to have you with us here tonight. We're turning the page and doing it big here tonight as we welcome in Coach Dean Boyd, the head coach over there at York High School, an excited resume. Very impressive. You spent a lot of time in Florence County and Dillon County in that area over there, Coach. Uh, uh, Marble County, you mentioned uh, a, a place I'm familiar with. I played against a lot of those teams growing up on the Grand Strand because those two areas are, are, are the region, if you will, in a lot of ways. What, what are some of the things and some of the changes, Coach, that you've seen in so many years that not only did you play in this sport, but, but here you are staying involved by coaching and doing multiple things on and off the football field? Well, there's, there's a lot of changes uh, that's happened over the years. And, and, 
you know, one thing that's pretty much stayed constant are the kids. I mean, everybody says the kids have changed, and that's what they, you know, like the. No, they really haven't changed. We've changed. Uh, we we've changed in what you know what we allow, what we don't allow, what we uh, do differently than we did back then, and that sort of thing. And uh, it's really the kids still want to play ball. They still want to have discipline. They're not going to tell you that kind of stuff, but that's the truth. And um, you know, it's just. It's been a good long process. I've enjoyed it. I, you know, I've been, like I said, I spent 22 years over at Marlboro County. So, uh, you know, I, we played a, about everybody in the PD at some point in time when I was there, and uh, we had a lot of success. Had some good football teams there, and um, looking forward to, to doing that here. I mean, we we've been uh, hit by the pandemic, which hurt us. You know, I've been here. This actually be starting season three. And I haven't had a full off season yet as the head football coach at York, uh, and 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 that's tough. You've got to have those off seasons. Now, nobody likes the off season because it's so long before you play the next game, but it's so crucial to the success of your program and getting the the culture and the and the and your tradition and your program in. And when you just get bits and pieces of it, it's kind of hard to to get that going. So you know we're we're working at it. We're getting better at it, but. Uh, we still got a long ways to go with it. Hanging out tonight with the Cougars. That's right, your Cougars here with us here tonight on the show with their head coach, Dean Boyd. He's now got three years, right, and he's a, uh, an alumni of the program, so he's excited to come back home. Coach, you know, we're going to talk a lot about some of the things that happened yesterday up in, that, in, in the area, in the upstate up there, and that far to the right side of the upstate, if you will. But I want to talk a little bit more one-on-one with you here before we head to hour two and that is this, how great was it for you to come back home? I mean, you know, I'm a former Soccer C guy, but for me, to, I had one year where I got a chance to go and do the radio part of Soccer C after playing football and baseball, and that kind of, uh, the school that made me a man, right? Kind of like you, I would imagine, at York. For you to come back home and, and to be in the same opportunity to, to give back to the community that gave to you. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, I grew up here, I've got, two brothers that have been head coaches. I've got five sisters that still pretty much live here. You know, uh, my dad was a Legion baseball coach here for, you know, as long as I could remember until he passed away. And, uh, you know, it's just York's meant a lot to us. And uh, I met my wife here and, and uh, married my high school sweetheart. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been great for me personally and, and to give back, being able to give back, you know, I want to bring a state championship back to York, you know, but in the process, I want to build good young men that's going to help make York even a better place. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what I felt like we've been able to accomplish everywhere we've been. And, uh, you know, had had some good athletes along the way too, but we were able to take guys and, and mold them into young men to make a big difference. And being able to do that in your hometown and make a difference in your hometown, you know, just it's appealing. I wasn't looking to come back to York. I was looking, really, I wasn't even looking to, to leave Marlboro County. But the opportunity arose, uh, and, it, and you know, I've had the uh, when I took over the Williston Elko program back in '94. It was it had been in bad shape for a few years, and we turned that thing around in Marlboro County. When I got there, it had been in bad shape. We kind of turned it around, and so uh, and that's kind of what was going on here at the end here at York. So I wanted to try to come in and be able to do the same things that that, were able, that we were able to pull off at those two places. So if we can get that done, it'd be a great, great uh, way to go out at some point in time. 
Now, Coach, in all the years prior to you getting back home and, and getting that homecoming uh, opportunity that you and your family are getting, and I know you guys are all excited to be in what a lot of people, uh, if you ask where Football USA, our Football Town USA is, it's up there where you guys are at right now. And we were up there yesterday, by the way. So we'll talk about that coming out of uh, the next break coming up in a minute. But of all the things that you learned in the schools that you mentioned, again, you spent 22 years in Marble County. That's a long time. All of that being said, Coach, what what is the biggest lesson you've learned in, in the years before you came back to York? You know, I've, I've learned a lot over that time. There's no doubt about that. I think um, the biggest thing is to stick probably with your process. Believe in what you're doing, stick with it, and stick to your guns on what you stand for. Um, you know, and, and you know that's hard to do sometimes as a head coach because the pressure to win is so big. But I think the biggest thing is you got to keep, you got to realize, and you got to keep reminding yourself that you you're not in this for wins or or, or or accolades. You're in it for the young people and and the young men. And you've got to stick to your principles, even as hard as it may be at times, because you may have to dismiss a player or you may have to let somebody go from a team or whatever it may be, or you may have to punish them on that team or whatever it may be. You, you just got to stick to your principles. And, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, the other thing I probably I would say is it's, this game's not a hard game. We make it hard as coaches. Uh, st- you know, Keep it simple. Do the things – do what you're going to do and do it well. I mean, you know, I, I told our kids today, we were talking today, we have a, a, a little class that I that I teach before we go into the weight room every day, and we call it the York Way. And basically what it is is teaching them about life. But what I told them, it's not about what we do as X's and O's, as coaches and as players and everything else. That that's a, That's got a place. There's no doubt about that. But what's real important is what happens in that locker room. The culture that's sitting in that locker room sets the whole stage for everything else. And I'd say those are probably the two biggest things that I've learned along along the way, making sure that your culture's right, doing what you can to help your team and to be there for your community and, and, and try to push forward with that. No doubt about it. Pushing forward here, the York Way on Southern Sports Central in a little bit of free time in hour number one. We're carrying over to hour number two here in just a little bit as we're live with their head ball coach here, of course, of uh, the York Cougars here tonight, and that is Coach Dean Boyd as he has made his way around the great state of South Carolina, and now he finds himself right back to where it's all started, right there where he, uh, he talked about his father as a Legion baseball coach. And let me tell you guys, travel ball is a great thing. But in our days, oh, if you were a great athlete, you played American Legion ball, and it was some of the best baseball you could ever find anywhere across the state there, Coach. Uh, you know, that's the thing that I yes, miss sure. the most. I, I appreciate good baseball. But, man, I'm going to tell you something. Legion baseball, that was, that was the best of the best, and you were playing with guys from all over, usually your rival schools during the season. Well, there's no doubt about it. We had – and, and this area was full of great Legion teams. We had the Lancasters mm-hmm. back in those days. That was probably the, the toughest uh, Legion team around. And then, you know, we you know, we played Pageland a lot and, uh, and, and Fort Mill and Rock Hill and all those schools that are all those teams. But it, you were right. You, you know, the Legion teams, the way that thing was set up was, you know, they, like with the York team, we would pull from uh, Clover and Chester. Uh, and, and then the uh, Lancaster team would pull from Louisville and Lancaster, and 
You know, and Louisville was was really good during that time. That was back during the Brian Williams and Tommy Williams uh, days. Uh, and then Lancaster had Earl Cunningham and Pep Harris and all these guys ended up in the in you know in the major league. So it was good. It was good ball. There's no doubt about it. It was fun back in those times. No doubt about it. Let's take a quick break. He's with us live. We are going into hour number two. It is a York kind of hour coming up in hour number two. As we hung out there for about 10 to 12 hours yesterday, we're back up there virtually today. And that is, of course, coming up more with a head football coach from York. And, of course, that is head football coach Dean Boyd. We're talking about the Cougars right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere. to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. back everybody hour number two has begun here on southern sports central on the 12th day of april we're halfway through the month boy are we flying in a hurry to get the spring ball and i am richie alvin that's eugene benton and we are live right now virtually hanging out on the campus over there in uh york comprehensive high school with their head football coach dr dean boy joining us here is that rick flair introduction coach i had to give you that one but i uh, of course i know you like the other one as well yeah, I like uh, Rick Flair. Our kids, we had something every day was two claps and a Rick Flair. So there you go. That worked out perfect. <laughs> that is it, Coach. Man, what a great day yesterday was. Uh, as, uh, you know, Gaz uh, of uh, National Preps and Jeff and that whole team, you know, welcomed us at Southern Sports Central and so many of our amazing, over 200 athletes and chosen to participate yesterday. Uh, and for me, it gave me a chance. I've never been to Nation Ford. I don't get the chance to spend a lot of time up there in uh, York County. But I, I got to tell you, I don't know if it's the water in the you know up there or or what it is. But there is something special going on in this county, and it's been that way since I grew up back in high school in the '90s. Always 
still doing it big in this county. But tell us a little bit about your thoughts of yesterday and, and the camp and, and, and how you saw these kids all come together. Well, you know, just to, to touch on what you said to begin with, it is true. This area of the state, they have outstanding facilities just about everywhere you go. Uh, and some of the campuses are really nice. And, uh, you know, when I was at Marlboro County, we played in, on one stadium that had uh, turf, artificial turf, and that was at Myrtle Beach. Um, everywhere else had natural get grass. And then here, uh, you, you know, we won't play on a, on a uh, surface that is natural uh, hardly the whole season. So it's, it's the, you know, the, the facilities are unbelievable. The facilities at York Comprehensive High School are unreal. It's like a cathedral out there with uh, where the football field is. So we're real proud of it, um, real excited about it. And, and But to get into what you were getting into about yesterday, I thought it was uh, a great combine. Uh, Jeff has done an outstanding job in their group. Uh, Donnie Zimmerman and the whole crowd getting that thing together. And, uh, it, you know, it, it was probably one of the best combines I've been to. You know, I, I was a, the Shrine Bowl coach two years ago. And uh, we've held four combines or three combines that summer, and those were all very good combines. Combines, but we didn't have, you know, it, it, we had probably 120 to 150 guys at each one of those combines, uh, but we probably had 25 to 30 top guys at, at each combine. Yesterday, you had 250 to 270 kids there, and I would say probably 190 to 200 of them. We're probably top athletes in the state. So to get that much quality talent at one place uh, was pretty unbelievable. And it was so um, – it did such a great job. It was so professionally done that, you know, in letting the high school coaches run it, those guys, the, prof- uh, the wellness uh, performance guys doing the wellness stuff, it was just – it was top notch. It was great, a great combine. Yeah, it definitely was. And that's Fred did a great job. And, again, not to undermine any other camps that we've been to, during last year because everybody popped camps up it seemed like every week it was it was kind of like a fruit truck rodeo but for camps they were everywhere on every corner uh and we appreciated it because they didn't have a chance to do it anywhere else so they gave them a chance to stretch it out but yesterday jeff and and like you mentioned donnie zimmerman and everybody involved yesterday I, i thought it was planned out well everybody had a place to be the athletes ran from place to place let me let me ask you this coach you know so many times they focus on, on, on this or that or that or this. And a lot of times you see the one-on-ones, the seven-on-sevens. But Jeff didn't want to do that. Coach Jeff was like, nope, we want to stick to what we know these coaches in college are looking for. He, they want to see your agility, your ability. They want to see how fast you can get it and clock it with, with the laser, right? I mean, it was on point as best as it could. What's your thought of, of an NFL South Combine like we saw yesterday? No one-on-one, no seven-on-seven. And then the other side of it with the one-on-ones and seven-on-seven, to me it seems like when you start doing those drills, Coach, we get lost in the purpose of why we really got here. Well, you know, I like what was done yesterday. Uh, as a head football coach in this state, we can't actually do stuff with our kids right now because of South Carolina High School League rules. That's changed from just a few years ago. A few years ago we could do a lot more with our kids. Since that's happened, where we can't do as much with them, a lot of our kids are finding outside sources to go to. And a lot of them are doing these one-on-one, these seven-on-seven type of things where kids can get hurt. you got people leading them that don't know what they're doing. Uh, they, don't have a, they, they haven't coached before uh, professionally. 
they haven't been certified in, 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 in as far as an educator or anything of that nature. So I enjoyed seeing the more uh, combine-like stuff yesterday because it kept kids healthy. It still was able to show athletic ability, and it was what the college coaches want to see. Jeff and those guys went out yesterday or went out before they did these uh, combines, and they specifically asked each college coach that they, that, that they do their business with, uh, what do you want to see? What do you want us to measure? Do you want one-on-ones? Do you want seven-on-sevens? And they told them no. They wanted to see the athletic ability of the, of the young people, and the NFL combine type of drills actually showed that yesterday. And uh, as a high school coach in the state, I'm glad. I'm happy about it because I, I, I'm, I'm not real happy with the other stuff that's going on um, just because I'm afraid somebody's going to get hurt. you got people that are not certified out there doing those types of things. And I know it, why it's happening. It's because we can't have contact with our kids, but it, it's, it's a dangerous situation in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We're hanging out right now virtually, of course, on the campus over at York Comprehensive with the doctor, head football coach, Dean Boyd, here on Southern Sports Central. As We are always excited to have the opportunity to talk to guys who do what we are so grateful for, and that is to be a head coach. And this gentleman here has been doing it. It's in his bloodline. And now, of course, it's on his timeline because he's been doing it since uh, he's been walking, talking, I'm sure, and that is being around the game of football. Now, Coach, let's talk about what you don't like. And if that's okay, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to put out there. But, you know, we take it very serious. You know, the reason that that I built this thing 14 years ago was because of the factor that we wanted to give the kids a voice, right? We can watch them. uh, We can hear about them. But we give them a chance to speak here on the show and to learn how to interview. That's a big purpose and a point, uh, as you see a couple kids, you know, have struggled in that with interviews with coaches and even going out to a job. Same goes for you coaches. We want to give you guys a chance to have a voice on here and, and to be the voice of the coaches uh, association on around the state of South Carolina. So for us, you know, we monitor these camps. You know, we went to seven different camps last year, not just to be a part of the camp, but to watch our kids, to make sure that they were being taken care of, that they were getting the, the water breaks, that they were getting the things that you saw yesterday ran to a T. But on the other side, not mentioning yesterday, but what are some of the biggest concerns from coaches and the coaches association that you guys are really fearful now that you guys don't have quite as much hands-on this time of year? Well, a lot of things you see is, is, is especially with the one-on-one, uh, there's a lot of things that goes on with those things that, that it, it creates bad habits as far as tempers, uh, things being said, kids uh, fighting, uh, those types of things, whereas we can control that from our – you know, when when a kid's going to our school, if he goes out and does something that's wrong, we can control that through our school system. When they go out to play seven on sevens or go to a camp and it's not representing our school, then something happens. There's not a whole lot that can that those kids can be held accountable for. And same goes for the people that are instructing them. Uh, and, and it just it concerns me when when those types of things happen. Um, you know, there are a lot of good camps out there, so I'm not talking about all of them. There's a, there's a lot of good things going on, but there are some that, that, you know, and parents a lot of times don't know better. You know, you'll hear people say, well, educate your parents, uh, but a lot of times they don't know better, and you can tell them 
something about, you know, hey, don't send your child to this combine or this camp, and the next thing you know, uh, somebody else has told them, hey, my kids went to this camp, and these, are, these guys played at such and such or whatever, and they're there and because and, they want their kids to succeed. So they feel like they've got to put them in front of as many people as possible. And then a lot of them are just money grabs. I mean, a lot of these camps are making tons and tons of money. You you know, uh, I saw one last week that was being advertised. It was like 175 to $200 per kid. And the last camp they did averaged about 150 to 200 kids. It doesn't take you long to realize that's, you know, you're getting up in the 40s, 50s, and $60,000 range for one day. Um, and, and that's not what it's about. And so those are the types of things that that I'm not real – happy about i mean i've been doing this a long time i can pretty much you know say what i want because i've been doing it as long as i have and i've seen it all so um you know i'm not trying to put down on anybody or anything else but i was hired to do what was best for the kids at york comprehensive high school and everywhere else i've ever been that was my job title i you know i might have been head football coach or athletic director but my main job description was to help the kids at Marlboro County or York uh, Comprehensive or Williston Elko or wherever I w- was at the time, and I take that seriously. And if there's a coach or a problem or uh, a, another issue from somewhere else, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, go to that. I'm gonna address that. And I just think right now those are some of the issues that we're having. Is we've got outside sources manipulating situations with our kids um you know au basketball has been one over the years select baseball select soccer and you know you've got kids that are getting recruited not through their high school coach but through a a trainer or handler or a select coach when that's not the way it should be um i give you a the best example i can give you and i'll stop with this the Last year, we had a young man that was not invited to the USC invite-only camp. Good player. Signed with a Division One school this year. I called to make sure. They told me, Coach, he's on the board. He's on the board, and he, uh, but he's not quite we, – we don't want to bring him in at this camp. I said, fine. So I told the young man they didn't invite him. So that, that next weekend – he goes, he had his pants, they had a personal trainer. He goes to his personal trainer. Uh, the personal trainer says, why weren't you at USC yesterday? Uh, and uh, he said, well, I didn't get invited. All right, well, he makes one phone call to USC, and he gets invited to the camp. And uh, Not to the camp. He gets invited to campus, and they show him around. Now, what kind of credibility does that give me as the head football coach with that young man where I'm trying to change a program around? doesn't give you much credibility at all. So uh, that's one of the reasons we're trying, our state's trying to go to something called straight-line recruiting, where it really cuts out the third-party uh, uh, people with our kids. And I love that, Coach, and that's a good segue because I have that on my notes because I'm very blessed to have such a great rapport with guys like yourself, uh, Scott Durham down at Andrews, and, and I consider to name a bunch of coaches, even, even Mr. – Coach Tom, you know, uh, Coach Knox, who comes on the show from time to time as well. But there's so many. We are very blessed, by the way, to have great ballers, but we got even better coaches, you know. And, and that's the concern that I have, Coach, is that there's 
707 coaches that, that want to take credit for these athletes getting recruited. There's these guys who run camps that want to take credit for getting these kids recruited. And I'm going to tell you, as a former college athlete, as a former high school kid here in the state of South Carolina, had it not been uh, for the Mark Roaches of, uh, of, of uh, Sockacy and, and Coach Renfro, who was my athletic director but my head baseball coach before that, my chances were to never happen, never happen. And I played at Conway post-111 for Coach Cosley, who was well-known around the community, well-known around the country. But that's my fear. So can you talk to us a little bit about how we're trying to honestly, and I, and I got to tell you, I'm really proud of our coaches association because you guys seem during this weird season of COVID, it seems like well, you guys got stronger and, and got a lot closer this year than I've seen it in many years. Well, it, it's, a, it's a strong voice, and we really haven't stood up and, and, and made our, our voice be heard. But this, I think now you're starting to see that, you know, we're – we're going to have to do that if we're going to save our game because there's some things attacking the game that that uh, it that's that's going to hurt the game. Now, and and you know, in in all reality, in ten or fifteen years, I'm probably going to be out of it. But I don't want to see. You know, this game's been good to me and it's been good to my family, and and I respect the game, and I don't want to see it later down the road to be tainted or to not be the same as it was. And and. The straight line recruiting, I think, is one of the, the best things that we can do. We we got it from Texas, um, uh, and, and really, it came from that discussion that I had with you just a few minutes ago about the situation with my kid and, and, and the program down in Columbia. Um, you know, it, it's because that should never happen, and it didn't, and the coach didn't mean for it to happen. I'll be honest with you. He didn't mean for it to happen. He he thought at the time it wasn't that big a deal. He was going to get him up there for a one-day visit, and that'd be that. Um, but it, not thinking it through how it affected us, well, straight-line right. recruiting cuts that out. The way it basically works is if if uh, one of our kids is contacted uh, or one of our, our uh, kids who has a coach or a handler or a trainer uh, and, and – the college or university contacts them instead of contacting the high school coach, then we're, they're basically going to be banned from the schools in South Carolina um, for, for a period of time, or they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be able to walk into any school just freely. Um, Texas has adopted this plan. Um, Alabama has adopted the plan, and it's cut out a lot of the third-party situation. And, you know, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of the third party, like I said before, some of them are really good and do a great job. Some of the trainers do. But a lot of them are guys that just are really just trying to stay relevant. They were good high school players. Some of them made it into to college and played college ball, maybe played a couple years of college ball or whatever, uh, and, but didn't get uh, an education degree or didn't get involved in football uh, uh, or in education in, in beyond that. And they're now trying to come back and stay relevant in it. Um, that, you know, but that's that's in everything. That's in every profession. It's not just, you know, just football coaches. But that's in everything. So, you know, we're trying to make sure that we take care of our kids first. And and I think that you know, uh, our coaches association, we've done a pretty good job with that. Uh, I'm the recruiting director for the uh, South Carolina Coaches Association, uh, Football Coaches Association. And um, so I deal with this stuff a great deal and, and, and recruiting fairs and stuff of that nature. 
and you, you're absolutely right. You've got guys that are going online and they're claiming that I've got 26 D1 guys signed. I've got 28 D1 guys signed. Well, you know why they're doing that. They're doing that because it creates more money for them because the parents who get on Twitter or the kids that get on Twitter and see that, they're going to want to go to their camps. They're going to want to go to their combine. And the next thing you know, they've got another 25 kids that pay $100, $150 an hour to train them. You know, we got people in this state that are paying more money, you know, or as much money to train their kids to get a college scholarship where they could get the, where they could pay for the college tuition better than they could what they paid for in camp. It's, it's a crazy scene. Yeah, and I agree with you. We're hanging out right now with uh, Dr. Head Football Coach Dean Boy. Of course, he's the head football coach over there at York Comprehensive High School. And he's also, you just heard, he's got a major role in our great state of South Carolina with all the coaches association talking about the head of recruiting. And, and I want to open the door, and I would like you to pass this along because I talk to, I believe, every coach uh, that comes on here. And I make sure you guys understand, we are here for you. We are all about the high school head football coaches in the great state of South Carolina. We appreciate camps. We appreciate the 707s, the ones that are done the right way. And I underline that with red letters because not all of them are doing it the right way. Uh, some of them, I, I just, I'm not a fan overall of it, but that's another story for another day, Coach. But I want to say this, anything you got, any time you have that you can come on and, and represent, of course, your head, your program over there at York, always, most definitely. But we also want to give you guys as head football coaches in this association room and, and to know that this show is for you guys. Well, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. I, you know, you guys are giving us an opportunity to speak and, and um, you're covering our kids, and that, that's, that's exactly what we want. That's not a third party. You know, uh, what we worry about is, is, is more or less the people that are, you know, may, you see, some people may even say talk about the, the camp that, we'll, that the kids went to yesterday, but they don't run mm-hmm. their camp that way. The way uh, National Preps does it is National Preps uh, gets money from the colleges. Uh, the colleges pay them for all their material, you know, whereas a lot of our kids get hit with the fact that, yay, you come, you give me a $1,000, and I'll make sure that I'm going to get all your stuff out to all these different places. Um, and, and, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way. Um, and, and so that's why, I, you know, we all got behind National Preps. We felt like it was a good – and Jeff's done a great job in this state um, – you know, making sure that everybody knows exactly how they work and what they do and, and being up front. And that's the biggest part of it is just being up front with everything from the from the beginning. Um, but as right. far as coverage and that sort of stuff, hey, we're, we're, we appreciate that, and, and that's what we want. Uh, this state has been blessed with some great high school football players and uh, teams over the, over the decades, and uh, we just appreciate everything you guys do in covering all that. Well, I tell you what, without getting the uh, the opportunity to do it and getting the, the green light and, and of course, uh, the tip of the cap from you and, and your colleagues around our state opening up your facilities and giving us the opportunities. Like here in a minute, we'll talk to a couple of your players. Of course, uh, Mr. Kayvon Long, the wide receiver. We're going to get the outside linebacker, Kel Burris. He'll join us here as well. They're going to be our 7.30 and 8 o'clock guests. And, I, and, again, without your permission, and we don't. We And I told everybody from – 
this show, and of course tomorrow night Everett Sands does a show here out of Columbia. He does the West Foundation. It's the same as the kid up in Myrtle Beach that does the Friday morning show, is that if we want to talk to the athlete, you go through the coach. Now, if he gives you the green light going forward after that, that's fine. But we are going to go through the proper channels. And that's something that, again, you know, we have to lock down our state of South Carolina. Not that there's not great athletes in North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, but for us to get to where I know that we're not a flyover state, we're the go-to state, we have to take care of our own. And I think we're getting into that form. And I think, to be honest with you, Coach, I think COVID really brought this state together in ways that had it not been COVID, we weren't forced to put our hands on the table. I, I think it's a different conversation. I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I, what you guys are doing is great. That's what we got to have. We all got to be together because, you know, our goal, um, again, is to is to – have the best uh, have the best high school football in, in, in the nation, uh, our little state. That's uh, as our our coaches association and and what we're trying to do. That's exactly what we want to do. And and the people says, well, that's a lofty goal. We're winning the state championship every year is a lofty goal too. You know, you you, you got to dream with what you want to do, and you got to have a vision, and you got to go forward. And, and that's what we do. And I think what you guys are doing helps us. Um, and there's a lot of people that do. Uh, I mean, the you know, I, I didn't want to come off in a way earlier that sound like I'm down on on everybody that's uh, uh, wanting to try to help high school football. I'm not. I, I'm down on on guys that I feel like that are taking advantage of high school football. And and, and there's a big big difference. Uh, guys that are reporting on our kids and and doing like you said, uh, getting the coach's permission and stuff like. There's a lot of guys out there that don't do that. Uh, so you guys right. are doing, you know, you're way ahead of the game right there and, and doing what's right. Um, and did I hear you say that Everett Sands is, is on the show or does a show for you guys? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, we got better that day when he decided. <laughs> when I got Everett, so I grew up at Soxie and Surfside. Soxie was my high school back yeah. in that day. There were, you know, we didn't have St. James as many other schools. You know, he was a Conway guy, you know. And, of course, oh, uh, yeah. you know, he I went know. to the Citadel, and, and his track story is, is, is a great one in its own. But he and I had a chance. Uh, he does a great, uh, you know, program uh, with believing in the community up there in Conway. And I say, hey, man, I know what you can do. I want to put you on the radio. So about three months ago, yeah, he started on Tuesday nights. You got to join him uh, from 6 to 9, like we do on Mondays and Thursdays. He's live right here on the show uh, uh, Tuesday from 6 to 9. So, yeah, he does an incredible job with some really great guests from around the state. Well, he's a great guy. I mean, he—he, he, he, you know, I've known Everett a long time. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the my first two years in coaching, he was playing at Conway. Um, mm-hmm. So he—he's—he's. Uh, he's, I was at Hartsville then, but um, he's a great guy. Does a great job. That's—that's that's the reason I paused there because I thought you said Everett Sands, and um, <laughs> he's a good guy. So, uh, yeah. now what year did you graduate uh, soccer state? So I went to Sox C back in 1997. So we played Marble County. Marble County was in our region. We, I'm going to tell you something. I know everybody says that they got the toughest region, but back in the 90s, in that middle 90s, 90 to, 90 to maybe 98, when Stan the Man was killing it over there at, at Dillon, and we had Randy Sinclair at Sox C, and, you know, of course, uh, Everett was a few years before that over at Conway. Uh, you know, that was some, some smash-mouth big-time football. Of course, the Sweet 16 was, was rolling big back then, too. Yeah, it was a very tough, tough region, and um, had the green kid at Soxy. It was so good too. Um, mm-hmm. He was a little yep. small, but he he was a really good player. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
we played soccer there. What was really good was the soccer ski and, and Marlboro uh, uh, basketball rivalry. That was really good. Oh, yeah. Um, Coach back D. in those yeah. days. But, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, it's funny, though. It's um, just been around a while and, and seeing things change. And, you know, the I was not used to – because, see, the, the thing that I left out, a, a big part of what I think – some of these kids going to some of these combines and some of the uh, – really the trainers more so than anything else. I think what's going on, especially in the upstate, there's a big um, problem with kids transferring schools. Um, mm. And I really didn't touch on that. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, going to somebody and say, well, you're not, you know, you're not going to get to play. You're not going to get to – they run the wing tee. You're not going to get to throw the ball there like you need to, all right? So you need to go to another school that throws it, and 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 that's you know that's dangerous when you start getting into that stuff. And there's a lot of schools up here and a lot of kids that transfer uh, back and forth to schools. And you know I wasn't used to that in the PD. We didn't have a lot of that in the PD. Um, I guess because yeah. it's rule maybe, but uh, you know right. I, I think it's taken pride out of the communities. Um, I think when a kid comes up in that community and plays for that community, there's a lot more opportunity for people to go watch him play and have a lot more pride in the program. And when you start, when it becomes transient, there's not any pride in it, not unless you win in the state, and there's not any pride in it. So then I think it takes the luster out of high school football, and I think that's what makes it dangerous. Yeah, and, and I agree with you as we're hanging out here and, and wrapping it up here with the head football coach. He's a doctor, by the way, as well, and that is Coach Dean Boyd, the head football coach of York Comprehensive High School there in, in York County. Great football, great man on and off the field, and, and, of course, a big family man to join us here tonight means a lot to us, Coach. But let me ask you, and, again, I know we got some of your players, so you're the coach. That's the cool thing. They get to jump in here in a little bit and hear their coach speak, and I think that's even cooler. But, you know, you, you mentioned a few things, and I want to touch on this because I'm writing notes as you speak, and, again, I appreciate your time. You've gotten some free time. It's like overtime in football with you here tonight. But <laughs> social media, man, it, it, I like social media, and there's a place for social media, but it's just like anything. There's always going to be good and bad, and, and, and there almost needs to be a guy on staff. You know, Eugene and I talk about this all the time. Matter of fact, we'd love to come talk to you guys uh, about a program that we've instilled that I think can help your athletes understand how to really use the Twitter world that it is because that is, to honest, the goodness gracious, that is the best resume that they can put together for college coaches more now than ever. But you're seeing kids commit on these Twitter accounts from high school, my God, and not just our state, in the country. It, to me, has really – I'm worried about the transfer portal becoming an issue. The word accountability has become – less, more valued in the world and our society than ever. And now you're starting to see it filter in to uh, the athletics as you see the transfer portals where it is. Kids are able to move around a lot more than they ever have. And like you mentioned, there's no pride. There's days, let me tell you something, I love Everett Sands to death. And, and Coach Spivey, now that used to play his days over there, and Mickey, of course, now that Myrtle Beach, he played at Conway. Didn't care much for those dudes when they played at Conway because we were soccer and there wasn't a day in the good grief I would go to Myrtle Beach or Conway when I played a soccer team, but now you see these kids kind of, they go where it's hot. That's exactly right. You'll see them, um, you know, you had one in uh, soccer state leaves just a year or so ago and went over to Myrtle Beach, and that would have never happened mm-hmm. back when you played. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it's 
it's not a good thing, and, and it's something that, you know, we all want to win. We all feel like it's okay when the guy's transferring our place or we get a good guy that transfers in. But at some point, it's going to get us all because uh, I think it already has. Look in the stands. You don't see as many right. people at football games as you used to. And I think it's because it's taking the pride out of the community. But, um, you know, right. I, I just want to appreciate you guys for what you do. Uh, and and uh, you got two of my guys coming on now. Uh, one here at 730 and one at 8. Two good guys, two great mm-hmm. uh, young men that are uh, going to be outstanding players um, and are going to be outstanding leaders for my football team. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to get their names out there. I think, you know, I think if you look online and, and, and see their highlights, uh, and, and I think both of them have pretty good Twitter highlights, uh, we do need to talk to both of them a little bit about making sure they put their name in there so that they're easier to find. Um, but, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I'd love to have you guys come in and speak to our crowd about doing that because I think that's where it's at. We've got to get our kids right. to, to get those resumes on Twitter better. Yeah, we got to get the kids on it. we got to get – listen up, Mom and Daddy. we got to get you off of it. I'm telling you, and it's real bad when your name is the same. Let's just say, for example, I'm named after my grandfather. My grandfather goes on Twitter, creates a name that looks like my name. Colleges find him, and my grandfather, a little more loose lips than I am. It's not a good look. So there's a lot of do's and don'ts, Coach, and we would love, again, to, to get together. I've got your number. I'm going to reach out to you individually uh, later on, and, and let's have this conversation. But it means – more than you know to have you in here. And this is just the beginning. You're going to do uh, a lot of this. If you got time and your family doesn't mind giving you a little bit of time away to do what we do, because, again, the one thing about these parents, they just don't know, right? And, and that's what we want to do. We want to educate and entertain uh, our, our listeners and, and a lot of these single parents and a lot of these individuals who have never gone through the rigmarole of what you got to do. And it actually starts with getting qualified and registering with the clearinghouse. I mean, they have no idea that's even part of it before they even do anything. But, again, that's, that's why right. we bring on educated coaches like yourself. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you, and I'll be glad to be on at any time. And you're more than welcome to come to York High School and be around there at any point in time. We'd love to have you. Amen, Coach. Hey, go Cougars. Good luck this year. You and I will do this again. And don't go too far, Coach, because we're going to get you back in here, and we're going to actually just talk only about York High School and about what you guys coming on the next time I get you in here. All right, thank you. Sounds good. All right, guys, there you go. We uh, stay on the campus for a little bit because coming up here in just a few, it is going to be Mr. Kayvon Long. He is a wide receiver from York High School. He is a Cougar. He will be joining us here in just a few minutes. But what a great interview. Again, we got him for some free free ball, if you will, there, because uh, he got a chance to jump in 20 minutes before the top of the hour, and that is the good doctor. Dean Boyd, head of football coach over at York High School, just an incredible, an incredible person. Uh, you know, I've, first time I've had a chance to really uh, kind of peel the onion back, get a chance to get to know him. 22 years he spent at Marble County. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. That's dedication. Marble County, when he got there, wasn't, wasn't what it is and what it was. It was, it was a, a, a tough place uh, to do some great things because you had to go against the Dillons of the world. You had to go against uh, uh, Hartsville. South Florence, West Florence, Wilson, Sockacy, Conway. It was a gauntlet of a schedule, if you know what I mean. We're taking a break. Hopefully, off goes the coach off the bus. And coming on right after this will be the wide receiver, Mr. Kayvon Long. Guys, don't go anywhere. More of that Cougar love coming on up at York right after this.
to Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Welcome back, everybody. I am Richie Alvin here live on Southern Sports Central. Of course, I'm over here with Eugene on the other side of the glass, taking your calls, hanging out with you tonight. You can reach us live on the air at 323-784-9681. You can find us on Facebook, Southern Sports Central, and doing it big on Instagram, Southern Sports Central, and, of course, tweeting away at SO Sports Central. And now we bring him in with the rock introduction because he's a big-time baller in the state of South Carolina. And, of course, we're talking about a wide receiver, Mr. Javon Long, right out of York High School. What's going on, Mr. Long? What's up? What's up? Thank you all for having me. I appreciate, you know, hey, it's a pl- pronouncing my name right this time. Hey, look here, man. Autocorrect will get you every time, buddy. And I, got, I, I can't <laughs> give my producer a lot of lot of heartaches, man, because, listen, between you and me and everybody listening, I count on him to do a lot of things. So if he makes a mistake here and there, you just got to let it slide and keep it moving. But I do appreciate it. We apologize uh, for that, young man. But, again, man, I tell you what, you get the chance to play for one of the great coaches in the state of South Carolina. That guy, Coach Dean Boyd, Dr. Dean Boyd, is uh, is a five-star guy. Man, that's the guy I want my corner if I was playing some high school football, man. What a great guy. Yeah, I love Coach Boyd. You know, he. He took me in since I was a little freshman who really didn't even care about football that much. I love it, man. I love it. You're just as humble as can be, man. And this is going to be a great 30 minutes having you in here with us tonight, man. And, again, I appreciate it. You are the class of 22. Your year coming up, senior year, man. You've been doing this thing for a long time. And finally, as The Rock would say, right, finally it's time. It's your time. It's the senior class. It's your team. Right? All of that is true, and uh, you now get a chance to put everything out on the line. So to break it down a little bit, because I can run down your Twitter account, and we can talk about the ins and outs, man. And I know, if I'm not mistaken, you're a two-sport player. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How tall are you, man? What's your 40? What's your highlight reel if we were uh, asking you to tell us about it on the air? Well, yeah, my name's Javon Long. Uh, I attend York Prep Academy. Uh, over there in Rocky Hill, South Carolina, but I play football at York Comprehensive, so I play basketball there and football at York Comprehensive. But yeah, um, I'm a five-nine, you know, guard, wide receiver, slot receiver, return specialist, whatever you need. Um, yesterday at the national prep camp, uh, I ran a four-five forty, which I wasn't really satisfied with because a couple weeks ago I ran a four-four-five. So um, yeah, I'm working on getting my way. I put on. 10 pounds in the last month, so just working and re- getting ready for the season uh, upcoming in the next couple months. 
Now, of course, we had a chance to work with this guy a little bit yesterday. When I say work with him, we were balling out. He was balling out. And we were watching him do some big things and watching his 40 and some of the other drills that you guys did. Now, let's talk a little bit about yesterday. And I thought it was a great, great showing of a lot of your fellow uh, competitors around the great state of South Carolina and some probably from your own team that were there with you as uh, we did what we needed to do yesterday to get you guys a chance to be seen. Uh, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the best moments you saw yesterday? Because I know that wasn't your first camp that you've had a chance to attend in your time in high school. Um, yeah, just seeing all all the good competition that was out there. It was, you know, a whole bunch of high major kids and I've never even seen in my life. So just to see how, go everybody out there competing well and playing with each other, it's just, it's just good to see. Yeah, good to see you getting after it yesterday, man. Hustle from drill to drill, getting a chance to get better, to grind and to shine and do all the things that needed to be done yesterday other than the 40. And I know everybody likes the 40 because you guys were clocked there with the laser, and that's that's it is what it is, man. It doesn't get any more accurate than that. And I know that you, you know, I know you got a lot of speed in you, no doubt about it. But other than the 40, what was one of your favorite drills that you went through yesterday? And kind of talk to us a little bit about your mindset as the day kind of went on and then you got in the car and headed back home? Um, I, to be so small, I really liked the, the broad jump. Um, I had like a nine-foot-plus broad jump. So for my size, that was really good. I had one of the best out of my group to be the smallest one. So, um, yeah, but my mindset was just going there and kill. You know, like I, I see a whole bunch of kids, they had, they had multiple D1 offers, and I have none. So I just wanted to go in that mindset, like make a statement, make these people, these coaches notice me. Now, how do you feel like yesterday happened? I know you guys all, again, cheered each other on. It was a lot of smiles. You guys made a lot of friends yesterday. And I'm going to tell you something, man. The best recruit you had was on that football field yesterday at a college that you want to go to. It could have been anybody from an in-state school to out-of-state school. But did you take a chance, an opportunity to meet some guys that, that maybe had offers around the country? Oh, yes. My whole group was basically quarterbacks. So I had a quarterback from Myrtle Beach. Um, Carson Black from Nation 4, you know, a whole bunch of quarterbacks from uh, Gaffney and all those areas in the upstate. So, yeah, just trying to make relationships with people um, that I know that may have potential playing with on the next level. Now, out of all the things and all the guys that you worked out with yesterday, let me ask you this, though, because there were so many great, I mean, over 220 ballers around the state of South Carolina that got after it yesterday, hand-selected, by the way, either by Coach Jeff or that entire team from – from uh, national preps or your high school coaches that recommended you, who was the guy that you were most impressed with other than yourself yesterday? Um, I would have to say my friend Darius Bowser from Clover. Um, you know, we've been friends since middle school playing AAU together, and they go to he goes to the rival school Clover, so it's always fun chopping it up with him and seeing how we improve and can make each other better every year. I love this personality, this young man. He's going to be a steal whenever he lands a place on a campus near us, hopefully in the state of South Carolina. And, again, we're selfish. We don't want to let you go, man. we got a lot of colleges here in the state that we can keep you. But a lot of kids are looking outside the state. North Carolina and the state, I mean, has done really well recruiting outside the state. Is there anybody that you like in any special place? And tell to me about the major. What are you looking at to further that education? Um, I'm into, like, you know, video and editing and stuff. So I really want to go to college and learn how to, like, edit movies and videos. And I know that type of stuff interests me. But 
um, no really any colleges in particular right now. Um, I just want to go to a college that gives me a chance, you know, just gives me a shot, gives me a scholarship to do what I need to do to uh, further my education. I love it, man. I'm going to tell you something. The field that you're looking at, again, I went for broadcast journalism back in the 90s. And, and for me, you know, I knew the sports and, and to talk about sports, what, what a great job to do it and to get paid to do it, even more fun. But for a guy like you, man, and the edits, man, I don't know if you kept up with Twitter. I'm sure you have. But you see Coastal Carolina. Let's just talk about one of the local schools here on the coastline that had a great year last year. But you guys, you're seeing all these edits that these guys are doing. You know, you're seeing the world of Twitter kind of exploding. Have you thought about maybe doing something to that field as far as getting that to be a, a, an entrepreneurship opportunity for you? And you could actually start doing that as, as early as now. Yeah, I have, actually. Um, it's all about keeping up with stuff that's up-to-date, keeping up with the culture, how to get noticed. So, you know, just looking at that, looking at the stuff Coastal has done for the kids around here, it's like really eye-opening and really eye-catching. Now it is, and I tell you who else is eye-catching is this young man on the phone with us on right now, of course, Mr. Javon Long, he's the wide receiver. I'm going to quit labeling you as a wide receiver. I'm going to put you down as an athlete because what I saw you do yesterday in the long jump and some of the drills that I saw you working in yesterday – you know, I was sitting back, and I talked to Eugene, and I talked to some of the other guys that were around, the scouts that were there from Rivals and 24-7 Sports and a couple of other guys. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. This kid right here, uh, this is the guy that you guys want to see. And, and there were a lot of guys like you yesterday, I thought, that didn't come in with offers. But I feel good, and Eugene and a lot of us felt pretty good that you guys gave everything you got. You didn't stop until the whistle blew or that guy told you guys on the PA that it was over. You know, the hustle, the grind. I mean, this is something that you guys do at York anyways. But what? how cool was it to see it in your own backyard? Maybe not at your field, but at least a, a few miles down the road from where you guys call home. Yeah, it was really crazy to see, you know, how many kids actually came out from, you know, schools in Charleston and, like, Myrtle Beach and all those schools down there in the low country. So it was really cool to see, like, Wow, like National Press really has done something good for the whole state of South Carolina, bringing all of us together. Let me ask you this, though. When you start to kind of look around and you start to put things in order, and I saw this yesterday, and I asked your coach the same question, you know, and I actually talked to a guy who is a coach that was there yesterday, right, who, who coaches at a school that, uh, you know, you guys may or may not be playing here uh, soon. But nevertheless, what is it about York County, man? They talk about Football City USA and, and the different hashtags, you know, that you guys have. But what is it about the county that you call home that, that continues to produce so many great athletes at the next level? Um, it all starts when you're young, the recreational systems. Um, you know, it's instilled in these kids today, like, work harder and hard, harder you work, you know, the more success will come. So, that's why you have all the Javion Clownies, all the, you know, the Jonathan Josephs, the Stephon Gilmores, and, you know, all those successful guys that's, you know, in the league right now. Let me ask you this. Now, you mentioned just a few names, and gosh, this list can continue to go on and on and on. Is there anybody that you, that you kind of like to say that the way that you play is similar to one of those great grinders that, that have come out of that area in the last few years? Um, I would actually say, you know, a receiver from York. He played at Newberry, and now he plays professionally um, in Germany. His name is Markel Castle. Um, you know, I used to watch his film. I used to go to all the games. He was a part of that, you know, that 
2015 championship York comprehensive team. So I studied him, you know, I talked to him some and yeah, my coaches tell me I play like him. So that's really why, you know, I study him, you know, try to be, play like him. I tell you what, I love everything that we're hearing from this young man. Of course, uh, Javon Long, a athlete. He plays multiple positions over there at York, and he will be on a college campus in just a few years from now. This time next year, we'll be talking about that signing day. We'll talk about where he's going to take his talents, not just athletically, but where he's going to take academically, right? I mean, because, uh, again, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Long, uh, football's got an expiration date on it. But I don't think that even is a concern. I think you're going to get a bunch of years in college. You'll go do some NFL, and then you'll come back and, and give back to your community. Is, is coaching something? Because watching the way that you handled yourself yesterday, talking to a lot of guys that weren't on your team on a regular Friday night, just kind of watching your mannerisms, seemed like you might have a coaching career possibly down the road. Have you ever thought about staying involved after the game's kind of come through and, and you've done played the game? I mean, I've gave it a little thought, but I would much rather coach basketball than football. You know, basketball has been my first love ever since I was little, and not until really recently where I found out that football is really my natural sport, and I've decided to take it serious and work harder at it. Now, when you talk about basketball, so when you go to the next level, again, when you go to college, we speak this stuff into existence over here. Basketball, football, you going to be a two-sport player? Have you kind of already kind of put that set into play as well? I've thought about it, but, you know, that's a load on the athlete. You don't want to be drained. You know, one sport in college is already a lot on you. So I would prefer to just do one sport mainly. Yeah, and I don't blame you at all. Of course, uh, he is ready, willing, and able, waiting for the perfect opportunity to land his next chapter as he finishes it up here with his senior season. Coming up here, he is the class of 22, and he is, of course, a big-time baller here in the great state of South Carolina. Mr. Javon Long joining us here tonight. We've got him listed as a wide receiver, but you heard the breakdown. He plays a little bit of everything other than your 40. Uh, you know, we, we like to talk about grades. We like to talk about the SAT as Eugene's kind of throwing up some signs through the glass here. Uh, have you taken the SAT, and uh, how is that looking for you as of right now as you prepare for college? Um, I took the SAT like maybe three or four weeks ago, so I haven't gotten my scores back. But I'm looking to sign up for the ACT in the near future. Um, my school should be having one sometime soon, so I'm really, you know, trying to get on that as soon as I can, as long as, you know, getting right with the clearinghouse, getting my eligibility right and stuff. Right. Have you gone through the clearinghouse? Have you gone through the proper channels? And I know, again, you, you got one of the best in the business with uh, your head football coach. I mean, he's a doctor, and he's kind of the total package of there, Coach Boyd. Have you guys sat down and kind of gone through where you guys are? I mean, have you gotten that checklist yet and, and to put everything in order? No, I haven't. Personally, I haven't talked to Coach Boyd about it, but I think my freshman year at um, York, my basketball coach, actually, I talked to him about it, and I just think we've got that the clearinghouse stuff figured out when I was a freshman. Good stuff, good stuff. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you that other guy, and, again, great, great uh, job at your Twitter account because it's easy to find this young athlete uh, for you coaches that are listening. He's at Javon Long. That's J-E-V-O-N-L-O-N-G-1, right? That's the number, one. 
And again, if you look at his bio right there, his little his little introduction of himself, he talks about you know his love for the Lord above. Of course, he's got in there class of twenty two, where he goes to high school. He's a basketball guy. He's number three on the court there, and he also gives you his Instagram account. The thing I like that you did that's not not all young young athletes do. You gave a phone number. You gave your huddle account number. That to me, young man, shows me that you're ready to to go at any point. How did you come about putting this together, man? Because I'm going to tell you something. This is an art. This is where kids get lost at the quickest, when coaches try to find you but yet can't find you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, this past summer I had to talk to my cousin, Brandon Williams. He was a, um, a Northwestern high school standout and went to East Carolina, played linebacker, and now he's a middle uh, linebacker coach at Hampton University in Virginia. So, yeah, he taught me, like, you need to – Put your season highlights together, you know, get your, your Twitter account right because that's the easiest way to contact these coaches and for them to notice you. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And I'm gonna tell you this. I would take your 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 senior your junior highlights and make that the first thing. Make that your pin on the right as the first thing when they these these coaches are looking for you and they start to kind of look after you and try to find you, man, the first thing I want them to see is your huddle from last year, or if you want to put together your last three years of huddle. I mean, you, again, five plays, your best play at the beginning, not the best play at the end. Again, it's going to be five solid plays, and that's what I would do. Again, that's what we recommend to all you guys that are trying to get the opportunity. Don't make them look for you. Don't make them go and then have to hit a button. All they want to do is go to your Twitter account. The first thing you got pinned is that huddle. Trust and believe me, that's the easiest way for these coaches to find you, man. But I thought you did a great job. Uh, with your Twitter account, I give you uh, a five-star sport. Let me ask you this. Our, our, our graphics department scratching. They want to know, uh, what do you think of the graphic that we put together for you? Oh, I liked it. I was I was really intrigued with it, with the wings and all that. I like the, the caption you put on there about having the movie before the DB. So I really appreciate that. Well, I got to tell you, man, you have done an incredible job. We still got more popcorn to pop because you got one more season to get after. And I got to tell you something, the class of 21 was really good, but we have been waiting for this class of 22 because it reminds me a lot of a Stephon Gilmore's. And, of course, uh, you mentioned a lot of other ballers in that area up there that, of course, uh, were around his era that did some really big things. Of course, uh, you guys, I feel, are, are going to put – the state of South Carolina at the top of the map in this class of 22, man. What a great job yesterday. And, again, anytime you got time, we'd love to get you back in here. And if you want to work on some graphics, I know a guy here at the studio that we'd put you to work, man. We'll, we'll definitely uh, get you some uh, opportunities to do some hands-on training if you'd like the opportunity. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, buddy. God bless. Take care. Congratulations on a great day yesterday. Enjoy, and I'm going to say this to you, the final thing, my friend. Enjoy every moment of, of the rest of your time in high school because it will honestly be the fastest year you've had of all three years that you're just going through right now. And this will be the fastest one, and you'll blink, and it'll be over. But enjoy spring ball because, remember, we didn't get it last year. You're getting it this year. Soak it all in and just enjoy the opportunity to be around the guys that you are because the bond that you're making right now, young man, is a lot bigger. And if, when you go to college, you'll make bonds, but it's nothing like those Friday night lights and the highlights that you're going to be putting together here in the 21 year, buddy. Good luck. Congratulations on a great day yesterday. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right, guys, there you go. The bus is still on the property. We're not leaving York, not just yet at least. We got a couple of uh, opportunities here. Well, at least one more. I know we're going to be checking in here with the outside linebacker, Kel Burris. He'll be hanging out with us here in the top of the hour. Eugene, I'll bring you back in. Uh, again, great young man. Just I, I love his, his, his oh, gosh, I'm trying to make sure I say it the right way here. Uh, just his whole demeanor of how he handled the interview today. Spoke extremely well knew what he wanted to say, was very direct to the point on where he wanted, what he expected, and, and again, threw a lot, of, uh, a lot of light on a lot of guys from around the state that he saw just yesterday. Yeah, I think the word we're looking for is moxie, man. He's got that moxie of one of those uh, very confident in himself, very confident in his ability, very confident in what he brings to the table. You know, sometimes that's uh, really hard, to, you know, to get because a lot of kids, you know, they're just, you know, we talk to them about marketing themselves, and they're not used to that. Some kids think, you know, maybe I'm bragging too much. And we tell them, you know, the biggest person to market yourself is yourself. You know, you got to be confident. You got to, you know, when you go on those college campuses or you meet with a recruiter or someone like that, you got to give them that firm handshake. You got to look them in the eye. You got to be willing and able to talk about yourself because, you know, they're deciding between you and about 50 other dudes. You know, what makes you stand out? And, you know, they always pick up on, you know, this guy looked me right in the eye, man. I felt like I connected with that guy. And sometimes you get that on the radio and definitely felt that there with Javon. You know, he's a very personal guy. If there's any college coaches listening in, we know we do have quite a few friends around uh, who do listen in to our show. And, uh, you know, you heard with the young man. He, he speaks very well. He's intelligent. He's very collected. He's very, uh, very cool. Got that cool demeanor. But we saw him you know, turn that beast on as well. So, you know, when the, when the lights go on and, and the ball is spotted, you got a player, you know, turn that smile into that, uh, that, that fearsome face and get after it. And it's, uh, it's a really cool kid, man. I uh, definitely love to have him uh, working with us in the graphics. Uh, yeah, I, we can use all the help we can get over here. we got so much to cover. <laughs> and, of course, you know, every artist has uh, got their own thing that they bring to the table. So we'd definitely love to uh, have him help us out if he's interested. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun here. I want to give some uh, some love to – how about this guy? Just getting an offer from uh, from a college across the country in Lenore Sellers. He's 6'3", 215 pounds. South Florence, very old quarterback, is uh, living at large right now. He is blessed to receive his first offer. This came out 44 minutes ago. He tagged us in it. We greatly appreciate the love there. But uh, Washington State giving him some love there. And a good buddy of ours, Coach Regalado, of course, uh, who was a high school phenom in the world of uh, TikTok, I guess you would say. What was it not TikTok? Was it TikTok that he, that he ended up making all those big videos? Oh, yeah. That? I got to tell you, I had to help him. <laughs> yeah, it was TikTok. And, you know, he we, we saw him skyrocket, you know, from the school down there uh, near the Alamo to a big-time program there in Texas. And, you know, we, we, we tracked him. We, we stayed in touch with him all the way through his uh, – his drive really because he loaded up the truck and uh you know he actually made one of those little videos and we uh followed him on his journey all the way through the snow the mountain all the way up in uh washington and uh we tagged him in it man because here's a young man that came on the show not too long ago didn't have any offers had a little bit of interest but now he's got that first big time offer it's a pac-12 school he's offered as a quarterback just like we talked about earlier these quarterbacks they're gonna start coming off the board we got two Two already committed uh, to the state of South Carolina that were at this camp. And, uh, you know, I, or, or one committed, one offered big time. we got some others with some offers. But uh, 
how exciting is that to know that you already have a big-time offer going into his uh, junior year ready for the South Lawrence. We know that Coach Marlowe and, and the guys are real proud of him over there, and we're real proud of him as well. Yeah, no doubt. We want to thank him. Also, we want to give a shout-out to Steve West. He, of course, tags us on Twitter uh, on a regular basis. I believe he's a James Allen guy there. Is, uh, James Allen, big time over uh, uh, College County right now, 13-1 to through four. Somerville, by the way, tag us. They are up 4-1 to over West Ashley. Uh, we're going to keep you up to date when they tag us. We'll definitely give out the love there. So we encourage you guys, if you play high school sports and you want us to talk about you, we love the opportunity. But what you got to do is uh, just kind of highlight us a little bit there, and uh, we'll, we'll take it over from there. A lot of big things happening around the great state of South Carolina. we got another hour to talk about it because we still are on the campus over at York with the Cougars. We'll be right back with a big man, the offense, excuse me, outside linebacker, Kel Burris, right out of this break, guys. Hour number three, now. Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. I just I just love to get active. 
love doing stuff, being around people, playing sports. I love it, man, and you do a great job at it, man. So talk to us a little bit for those who are getting the opportunity to get to know you a little bit. I know that you're coming in, and your Twitter handle tells me you're 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, of course, uh, an outside linebacker. Uh, you got two stars, bro. We're going to get you five stars, man, after, of course, what we've seen in your highlights. And a great job, by the way, as your teammate did as well, by putting together an easy way to catch up with you, to find you, and then putting together your junior season highlights there pinned at the top of your account. I think that's a very well done uh, on your part. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how have you been, what's been going on, and uh, give us an update on uh, what's new in, in your life, big man. Uh, as you know, name is Mikael Bird, nickname Kel. But um, right now we're just listing, getting ready for the next season. Coach Boyd got us getting right. We basically preparing, trying to get everything together, figure out the schemes and all that. But, yeah, it's coming together. Now, of course, last year a lot different, right? Last year, of course, uh, you didn't get a chance to do as many things as you did. Now, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, looking at my notes here, and I want to thank our, our, our staff for putting this all together to get me all the ins and outs of what's happening in the world of Kel here and how he's been doing. And of course, they tell me you were there, of course, with us yesterday. Uh, we got some film here. We're looking at it. We've been kind of going through it. We know what we saw, but can you tell us a little bit about your thoughts of yesterday? Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like I did pretty good on the drills. My 40, I ran a 540. It was, I feel like it was slow, but we haven't really practiced enough on that. I feel like if I practiced enough and got it down to the point where I can run a better 40. But, yeah, I love the drills that we had yesterday. Great opportunity, competition, get out there. No doubt, man. The, the linebackers, I, I was, uh, you know, Eugene and I were kind of getting this introduction together, as we always do. We, we, we talk about what we thought we were most impressed with yesterday. And I got to tell you, you know, the quarterback play, uh, very impressive yesterday because uh, that's an area that, that I felt like we needed to grow a bit. Wide receivers and DBs were always really strong in that category in our state. Uh, but, but I thought the linebackers, I thought you were really – surrounded by some really good studs around our state of South Carolina. Talk to us about some of the guys that you kind of were like, wow, okay, cool, this guy right here. Who wowed you yesterday other than yourself? Uh, who kind of caught your eye during some of these drills? Uh, a lot of guys out there, they did great on the drills and everything. They were really big, my size and bigger. But it was one freshman out there, I think he's from Ladder High School. He's like 228 pounds, he's like 5'8", 5'9" a big dude. I feel like he's going to be something. He is a, re- a really good athlete, too. Now, I got to tell you something. Yesterday, you know, I watched Eugene. Now, Eugene uh, is the other half of the show here, and he and I were walking around. We did a live show. We had a chance to talk to a lot of you guys yesterday, and I love, man, I love getting the opportunity to get all of us together. You know, it's hard to catch up with us on the Friday nights because we're playing a different under different lights, but when we, we get the chance to do what we did yesterday, you know, it gave me a chance to meet a lot of you guys, maybe for the first or, or third or fourth time, but to see the size of not only yourself, man, but we got some big-time ballers in the state, man. Yesterday, there was a lot of big kids that were just really honestly uh, kind of, I feel like all of you guys are hitting gems around the around the state. Yeah, you can you can really tell that South Carolina, I feel like we slept on a lot, but this class, 2022, 2023, all the classes coming up, I feel like we can really put South Carolina on the map. 
Now, of course, you working with the linebackers. There's a famous guy. Or I, I think they're all great coaches, no doubt about it. But you got a chance, if I'm not mistaken, you got a chance to work with a linebacker that's played in college. He played in the league. He's a local guy, right? Uh, tell me a little bit about who, who trained you up yesterday during your linebacker uh, opportunities to go through the drills. Which coach are you talking about in particular? So he played for the Gamecocks. Then he went off to the university. Of course, he then went off to uh, to play for the Cowboys. So, quick pop quiz. Who come on, Coach Holliman? There you go. So, how cool was it yeah, to play to, to work well with him? And again, there were so many great coaches. But you know, when this guy's telling you what to do, not only has he done it right in that same county, he's also done it in college. He went off to the pros. He did it, and here he is coming back and working with guys from other schools just to help get you guys your dreams. Yeah, I feel like anybody with that resume, you got to listen to them. They know what they're talking about. They done been through it. You just have to listen because at the end of the day, they done been where you're trying to get and where you're trying to go to. Of course, uh, Coach Holloman is a big-time supporter of our show. And, again, watching him do what he did and now coming back to his alumni – when you start to kind of look at some of these guys that come out of this area, and again, and I'm talking about your county because uh, you guys constantly put out guys. I mean, be it Jadavion Clowney, be it Gilmore, we can name names all day long, even a Coach Holloman and others that have really come out of the state and, and out of this part of our state. What do you feel? And I asked your teammate the same question. What is it about York County that continues to produce so many great athletes on and off the field that produces the opportunities? that you see that you guys get year in and year out? Uh, I feel like a lot of people and their families in particular, they feel like they have to make it out because nobody else really did it in their family. So it'll be a joy to their family for them to be the first one to ever do anything, go to college or go to the NFL. And they feel like they have to do that for their family. And it'll be a big impact around the area because then more kids and other people will see it and they'll try to follow you and do the path. You just got to make sure you're doing the right thing. But that's a big, big time thing in this area. I love it. Doing it big time with us right now. We're going to go by the name he goes by. Of course, that, of course, is a big time All-American player right there at York Conference of High School. Of course, he is an outside linebacker, but I'm looking at him yesterday thinking they could put him almost anywhere on the field and he would do an amazing job. And, of course, that's Mr. Kale Bird. He is a five-sport player. He's only got four on his list here, but he plays soccer as well, so we're going to give him some love on that field as well. Anybody that can chase a soccer ball for 90 minutes is an athlete in my book because uh, I'm not doing a big guy. But, hey, more love and power to you. That being said, let me ask you this question here. When you look, go to look at it, man, colleges are, are, are definitely looking at you. There's a lot of conversation being said, yesterday you got an opportunity just by staying in, in, in home, really. I mean, just a few minutes down the street to come in there and to ball out the way that I saw you do with all the drills that were put together, your 40, to, to everything in, involved. How, how special was it to you to know that you had at least 230 colleges watching every little move you made yesterday and they were putting together a highlight reel for you right down the street from where you call home? Great. It felt, really, it felt really good to you know, get that experience and to let people know that you're out there. And I know people are looking, and more people got to look at me and get a chance to see what I was about drill-wise, not on the field. But, um, yeah, it was a great experience. And I feel like the camp, 
National Preps, they did a great job to uh, get everybody's film out there and to show everybody who's doing what. And hopefully I can get a couple of them, but a couple of coaches' eyes that I don't already have and make it happen. Big time, all state, all region, all everything athlete here in the great state of South Carolina. Mr. Kale Burris joins us here all the way from York County and at York Comprehensive High School as we are virtually put up on the campus. We've talked to their head coach. We talked to his teammate. And tonight, right now, it's all about Mr. Burris here on the great show here of Southern Sports Central. So let's talk college a little bit, man. Let's get some numbers together for you. What are you looking to major in? Have you started talking? Have you got a few schools that you've kind of got your eye on? Give us a, a future forecast. And, and what's uh, right now looking uh, in your direction? Um, Right now, nothing in particular, but we uh, take – I test them our SAT tomorrow. I'm gonna sign up for the ACT. You see, we take our SATs. I'm gonna sign up for the ACT to get it all over with and to know if I need to take it over again. But I feel like I'll do pretty good because I'm a great tester. Um, after I get it out of the way, I see my options and everything. But right now, recruiting wise, I feel like I can go play anywhere. I just gotta get their eyes, the coaches' eyes. So yeah. But let me ask you this. You're going to play football. That's that's a given. You're going to be on the campus. They got football. You like football. It's going to be a thing. But you got to go to class when you get there. What are you looking at majoring in? What are you looking at furthering that education? Have you thought about that yet? Yes, sir. Uh, I look to major in sports management because I feel like I could still be, if I don't play sports to make it to the NFL or anything, I could still be in the sports field and have a feel for sports and be around it. And that would be, be great for me. And what you got to do, you're going to manage an athlete, you're going to go out and create. What, 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 with that, that's kind of a broad thing. And, I, and I, I love this degree, by the way. I love this field because I think it gives you an open opportunity to do multiple things. But is there a certain thing in this area that you really kind of lean towards that you want to do when, by the way? We don't say if not. We say when you retire from the NFL that you're going to jump into. Uh, I like recruiting. I like the like how you guys watch players and – Make see who's doing what. I like that. I like that field. But I'm doing so this. You need a, so you're ready to go to work when you get out of the NFL. So we expect Eugene write his name down because he's coming to work. As soon as he retires in the NFL, he's going to build us a billion-dollar <laughs> studio. And uh, we even put his name on the building as far as I'm concerned and give him front row parking. Uh, man, I tell you what, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. There's no doubt, man. And the guy that played sports all the way through high school and into college, man, I get just as much excited than yesterday watching you guys grind it out and have fun and, and just get the chance because I saw a lot of heavy hearts this time last year. Do we play football? You're a spring athlete. You're a track guy. It didn't even finish last year, right? I mean, the, so it, there's so much of an appreciation for what you guys are getting the chance to do, not to mention spring balls on the way. How, how much has that played a factor in, in what you got going on right now when you look at things, Kel, as far as, appreciating what you have because I think so many times and as adults we do this too we take it for granted right I mean I think that's something that coming out of this year going into this new season your senior year that you guys are really going to be looking at yeah well my coaches and my parents they always remind me that it's not a lot of kids that get to play on turf or it's not a lot of kids that get to get the opportunities that you have so everything that you get don't take it for granted because you're not going to always have that chance so when you get that chance, make the best of it. Man, I love it. Now, this cat here is going to do great things. I don't care what he does. 
It's going to be an amazing conversation and a chapter, but I can't wait till he writes. Of course, he's got another year. He's a class of 22. He's a five-sport player. Say that four times fast uh, and does an incredible job at all five of these things, by the way. Uh, how's track going for you? Are you still running track? I know it is track season. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the other sports real quick because I, I want to give some love to all the things that you do in the courts, not just the football world, but how's track coming along? Uh, we're doing great. I think the girls are 8-0, and 0, the boys are 7-1. We got a lot of potential on our team. Uh, I do jump. I was doing 4 by 4 but now I just do jump, high jump, long jump, triple jump, try to get my legs right for the season. All of my sports, it just build up the football, trying to get right for football, staying in shape. Love it, man. You stay in shape. You don't got to get in shape, man. We did a little long jumping yesterday, man. What'd you look like yesterday in the long jump? Uh, I think I had a, a eight, a eight seven or eight nine. It was one of those. There you go. Yeah, and you got a little bit of history there because you've been doing it there at your track meets. Now, how did basketball go for you? Now, basketball was was it was the kind of a touchy one there. We talked to our commissioner Jerome Singleton, who was on our show a few months back, and. Uh, you know, I applaud the high school league for getting it done. I don't know how they did it, but being inside and all that. Uh, did you guys have to wear a mask during the game, or, or what was the regulations for you guys during the basketball season? Only on the bench. If you were on the bench, you had to wear a mask. And anywhere else you went, you had to wear The fans had to wear a mask. But in the game, it was your choice. Right. How did the, how did the season go for you guys? How did y'all end up finishing up? Uh, <laughs> not too good, but – a lot of potential. Well, you got to look at it this way, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Again, during a normal season, that doesn't happen, okay? You guys probably had to start and stop a lot like everybody else in the state, right? There was a lot of distractions. You guys were probably virtually learning like a lot of other schools around the state. This was the, the, the most uh, unrealistic situation that you guys could ever get into, and I tell the class of 21, I'm going to tell you the same thing. This right here, when you play college sports as far as going to class and seeing a note on the door saying, oh, we are not going to be doing this today. you got to go home and learn it at home. You come back and take a test next time. That's basically what's going to happen in college. Kind of what you guys are unfortunately having to learn kind of on the fly is what a lot of you athletes, uh, as I did in college as well, you know, the, the season's a little different, right? And I think you guys are getting a little bit of an early opportunity to see what it could be like in your future, man. So, again, just for you guys to play the game of basketball in a season that, you know, uh, two sports, three sports. I think volleyball, wrestling, by the God, wrestling and basketball. I didn't think you guys were going to see those sports take off. But great job, man. Uh, what's the one thing that you hope to accomplish coming into this year, man? Because you saw what a shortened season looked like. You've seen uh, a lot of change. You guys had not one pep rally, I wouldn't imagine, last year. So that's got to be something you're looking forward to, hopefully, in the new year. But what are some of the things you're looking forward to getting back to or, or just seeing in this uh, upcoming season in football? Uh, more fans. I love fans at the game. Like, we had we had a, a limit, so it was only like a 1,000 people at the game, but it ain't nothing like when you're playing the game, it's the whole stands packed out on both sides. It's just it's a different type of feeling. Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, there's so many things that, that I had this conversation with the class of 21, you know, my heart goes out to a lot of your teammates who have handed down, uh, you know, that seniority leadership, right? Because uh, you guys at your team now, man, uh, what are you telling this underclassman? Because starting spring ball, guess whose team it is? It's your team and it's all your 
uh, class of 22, man. This is uh, it's all in your hands, man. That leadership's going to be on your shoulders. Yeah, we basically, uh, like Coach Boyd said earlier, we have a leadership group, and he teaching us how to lead and different ways to lead. But we have a couple of young guys in there. He basically telling them like these guys are always going to be around. So when they leave, y'all going to have to stand up. So we just basically trying to mold them because you know when you're young like to play a lot, do a lot of different stuff, but you can't do it for too long because one day you're going to have to be that leader and take over. So just dealing with that. All right, the final thing before I get you out of here, and, again, uh, well, I got two things. I want to make sure I give our, our editing department uh, some love here too. But Coach talked about the hashtag, the York Way, all right? In your words, what does the York Way mean to you? Always going 110%. Never giving up, making sure you plays to the whistle over and the game's never over until the clock hits zero zero. Gotcha, man. Now I know that every game is important to you next year. Every game is uh the biggest game, the next game. But is there a certain game on that schedule that you know by all means you want to win bigger than any other game? Two actually. Clover and South Point. <laughs> did you let Coach Holliman know that yesterday by chance? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. This is why I do what I do. And I talked to Coach Oliver and I said, man, look, you know what's great is you're coaching up a lot of cats and just can't wait to beat you this year. And he said, man, look, if they didn't want to, I wouldn't want to train them up, man. So, hey, let me tell you something. You did a great job tonight. Your coach is extremely proud of you. We're proud of you for the way that you represented not only your family yesterday, your school, yourself, Southern Sports Central, but the state of South Carolina, man, what a great job you guys all did yesterday. I'm so proud of each and every one of you. I'm proud of you. Your interview tonight I thought was incredible. Uh, anytime you want to come back on, you just reach out to us. We'll put you on. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to get some, some opportunities to do what you do, you can come on and host the show with me, man. Whatever you we can do to help you, man, that's what we want to do. But I got to ask you because I'm getting the question from our graphics department, man. What do you think of the graphics we put together for you? Oh, I like it. It was straight. I really did. Good deal, man. Well, if you ever need anything in that department, do the same, man. Reach out to us. You got us on the inbox. You got us on the number, man. Reach out. Do anything we can for you, by all means, man. But God bless you. Good luck. Can't wait to watch you ball out in your senior season, buddy. Thanks again for your time tonight. Yes, sir. And thank you guys for putting me on here. You got it, buddy. First of many, my friend. Good luck this season. All right, guys, there you go. Uh, Eugene, I'll bring you back in here because we've got about, you know, we got about five minutes before we take a quick break here, recoup a little bit before the bus lands up at Spartanburg High School with uh, Coach Greg Ramsey. He'll be joining us here next. He's the assistant head coach. He's also the quarterback coach. So he's got a ball out yesterday. How cool was that? But, man, what a great group of people over there at, at, at York. It started off with their head football coach. He's a good doctor. Head football coach Dean Boyd, I thought he did some incredible things. And then you, you realize that it's a small world after all. It's not just a ride at Disney. It's actually happening in our state as he spent so many years uh, around the state, spent multiple years at Marble County and knew a lot of folks that I know and uh, was around back in my days of playing uh, Marble County. So I think that was pretty neat. And then, of course, he had two of his ballers come in here, of course, with Javon Long and uh, the big time. I, I call him an athlete. I know we got him marked as a receiver, but I think the cat can play anywhere. I'll be honest with you. This outside linebacker, Kel Burris, can play anywhere as well. Both of those guys yesterday, Eugene, showed 
why we continue to promote these athletes in South Carolina, and then they interview as good as they play football, and they're just so proud of what York has put together on and off the field. Yeah, you know, it's uh, really cool listening to these guys, and, uh, you know, and, you know, you can definitely tell they're, they've been coached up on and off the field, man. What what a way to represent, you know, not only their team and their coach, but their families and communities, you know, because you can definitely tell the community aspect means so much, uh, Coach, and, and, you know, just having these guys, you know, be kind of the face of the program to be, the, you know, some of the first guys that, you know, we have on the show and uh, put out there, you know, that also shows there's a great confidence that uh, Coach uh, has in them, you know, to, uh, Coach Boyd to come out and represent the school. So we're definitely looking forward to it. we got one more coming up on Thursday night, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll continue to follow these guys because, you know, being at that camp, that means they were very good athletes. We knew that. Now we kind of get to know them as a person, see what they're made up of, and, and what kind of drives them. Uh, it's going to be fun watching these guys, you know, continue to progress. And, uh, we're, you know, all of these guys have a real bright future, and we're just very, very glad to be a part of it. Yeah, and, and for to have these coaches, like you heard, uh, you know, Dr. Dean Boyd, the head football coach over there at, at York. And, and I think, Eugene, you and I say this off the air, but let's put it out there. It is the biggest compliment that we get when these coaches look at us in the eyes on the football fields or our voice over the radio or, or send us an inbox message like we just got from the York group over there thanking us for what we do and, and appreciating us for what we do in the communities, not only here in, in the area that the studio was at or, or Myrtle Beach where we do a Friday morning show with Brandon or Everett does it up in Columbia. And we got a new show coming up here real soon. Uh, that actually is going to be uh, taking place in uh, Camden, which you met that gentleman yesterday. Him and another guy are going to do a show on a Wednesday night. We are continuing to grow, no doubt about it. But we couldn't do it without the support of the Coaches Association. And you heard that tonight. You heard that with, with other coaches that have come on here that are part of the association, Coach Smitty, Coach Joe Call, uh, multiple coaches that are part of all of this, uh, the coaches that are up at York County, multiple coaches that are part of this as well, of course, uh, Scott Durham, who's a big part of this. Scott Early, who's a big part of this. There are so many guys who have continued to just say, hey, thank you for what you're doing for the state of South Carolina. We need to, and we appreciate what you do. That's, that's the biggest paycheck we get. You know, we go traveling. We don't ask for nothing out of return. If we get a couple of free cheeseburgers and a couple of slices of pizza, hey, that's a pay rate, right? You know, and, and I'm going to put this out here. You know, when I created Southern Sports Central, my biggest thing was everybody that's involved in this has to have a nine-to-five job because this cannot be an income on athletes. Now, we're not here to make any money on the athletes. If we get sponsors, that helps promote our traveling. That's what we do because we have another source of income. Our job here in this network from any and every show that pops up on this broadcast system is to promote the athletes. We're not here to make money on them. We're here to promote them so that they can go and get the opportunity to get seen, and to do what they are called on this earth by the Lord above, to do what they do. And and, I, and you heard that earlier from, of course, uh, you know, Dr. Dean Boyd. You know, there's guys out here that are doing it the right way, and there's guys out here that are doing it <laughs> completely different. And I'm not here to call anybody out. Not my job, all right? Not my title in life. But I am going to do what I do. And I'm going to hold Eugene. I'm going to hold Everett. I'm going to hold Brandon. I'm going to hold the new guys that are coming in here accountable because they're going to hold me accountable, just like a football team, all right? We do what we do, but we promise you this. 
the state of South Carolina can understand this conversation. We do it for the right reason. All right? We do this out of the joy of our heart. Going up there on Saturday for me, being ready to show up on a Sunday to be around Coach Jeff and, 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 and that entire crew of national preps was an honor. We got full access. We walked across the field. I keep seeing highlights, and I look at Eugene and myself in them because we're there in the middle of the field. That's amazing because not everybody got that opportunity. And I want to say from the bottom of all of our hearts, thank you. We're not done. we got a few more camps to hit. We're going to be at one in May. We'll be at a few more coming around our way. We may hit Atlanta. We may find that rivals camp. But I promise you, if it's got ballers from our state, we will be in attendance as long as they allow us to make sure that we give the proper the proper opportunity so that you can see here and, of course, get the opportunity to check out our athletes, Eugene. Exactly. You know, it's, it's that mantra, man. We came into 2021 saying it was for the athlete, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue promoting the athletes. And, again, you know, we, like what we talked about with, uh, you know, Coach there, we reached out to him when we talked to uh, Coach Boyd via Twitter. I said, look, man, you know, before we uh, feature the athletes, because, you know, a lot of coaches said, hey, you know, I saw you feature these athletes. I said, you know, well, we're going to have you on first. And I'm glad that we did. We do that, and that's kind of our policy. You know, we like to have the head coach mm-hmm. on, um, even before we have a lot of the staff members on, just because, you know, they're the face of the program. It's their ship. They are the captain. And we want to create that rapport. We want to build that relationship, that trust, so that they know when an athlete comes on, we're going to take care of them. We're going to put, cast them in the best light. We're going to have a chance to get to know them as well. You know, what we, if we say on the radio, what we put out on Twitter is going to make their program, make their athletes shine. That's what we're going to continue to do. 2021 is for the athlete. And that's what, you know, we've been uh, now it's uh, April 12th. So we're, we're four months into this thing, uh, you know, building on those 12 years that's already laid before that and uh, continuing to grow as we, uh, watch our fan base and our listening group and, uh, you know, our family. That's what I was, you know, we just sent back to a coach over at uh, York, man. We're just very thankful to now be part of the Cougar family. We want to continue to grow and we want to welcome in when the new, when the new crowd comes in, you know, those eighth graders, they step on campus. We want to be a part of their lives too. We want to help them reach their goals, no matter what that is. I mean, not everybody's going to play college ball. That's okay. But you know, we just, what coach said, it's about the experience. We want them all to have the best high school experience possible, and uh, we're just very thankful to be a big part of that. No doubt about it. Quick update around the low country. Baseball, the Stags have tagged us, so we got to tell you about it. Top of the five, Stags get runners to first and second but can't score. They've got about 11 runners stranded through five innings, but they only are a run down. They're down two to one. To Ashley Ridge, that's a big one there. It's Coach B.J. Bellish and the boys of Ashley Ridge trying to take one away from Coach Landy Cox and the Hot Boys over there at Berkeley as they are, of course, uh, getting after it here on a Monday night. We're doing the same. The bus is getting settled in up in Spartanburg, and we're going to be in here next with an assistant head coach and the quarterback coach of Spartanburg High School, the one and only Coach Greg Ramsey, right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere.
to Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. segment stopping up in the upstate Spartanburg High School where the bus is pulled up nice and tight to the stadium there virtually hanging out with the assistant head coach and the quarterback coach as well it is coach Greg Ramsey coach thanks for hanging out with us tonight on a Monday evening yeah I appreciate you guys having me and sure appreciate the, the coverage that you give to our schools in this state and especially to the athletes that we have in this state what you guys do is uh, amazing to, to expose the, the types of athletes and the kids and the programs and the coaches that we have in this state. Well, Coach, I tell you what, we've had a, a, a blessing of uh, opportunities to be a part of so many great things. Yesterday, I got to see, I believe, your quarterback do an incredible job, by the way, yesterday at this camp. And, uh, you know, Spartanburg, not, not, not any uh, shy when it comes down to Friday Night Lights. The Vikings do what the Vikings do. And, again, I, I've watched you guys. I was the voice of Somerville uh, for many years, and Spartanburg always seemed to be on the board, uh, whether it be a regular season game or a playoff game. But, uh, you know, Spartanburg is another hot spot in the state of South Carolina with great athletes. And you guys, of course, uh, you know, living up to the hype of the Vikings uh, year after year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the expectations of Spartanburg High School are, are you know, second to none to in this state and, and really uh, in the surrounding areas. You know, it's been a blessing for us. This has been our first year. Uh, it wasn't an ideal first year to jump on board uh, with some of the things that happened with the pandemic last year. Um, but kind of a blessing in disguise that gave us an opportunity to really focus on um, some player development issues that maybe would have got lost in the shuffle early on had we have had some normal opportunities to really focus on football uh, if we would have jumped into a normal spring. You know, when we came from Chapman High School – uh, I think eight of us decided to come from Chapman High School uh, from our staff to join Spartanburg. This was around February and March. Uh, none of us had any idea or any indication, you know, that we would experience the the things that we would during the spring and the summer and the things that we'd have to overcome during the pandemic. Uh, but it's definitely been a blessing. You know, the community support, the administration support that we've had at Spartanburg High School has just been uh, phenomenal and excited to kind of get back to a sense of normal this spring coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm sitting here looking at one of the many Twitter accounts you guys have, and you see this amazing stadium, Coach, and that sunset in the background. And a lot of people call that a Clemson sky. I'm a Gamecock, so I, I try not to, <laughs> to get too deep into it. But it's beautiful. I don't care what you call it. What a great facility, and the good Lord producing a, 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 a day every Friday night lights uh, sunset like that. It's got to be something that makes it easy to play on a Friday night. Oh, my goodness. Um, I would put our stadium up against any stadium in this state. To have that as a high school facility, uh, to be able to experience that on Friday nights is, is definitely a blessing. We look forward to this fall, hopefully with uh, 
some restrictions being eased off to fill up the stadium and have our fans there and have the community support. You know, you partner that with our weight room and you partner it with the new school that we've just built and the academic support and the academic structures that we have uh, in the city of Spartanburg. It is a true blessing for sure. We're hanging out tonight with another true blessing, Coach Greg Ramsey. He's been around the state, done some great things, and tonight he's part of Southern Sports Central representing the Vikings here. And, of course, uh, that's Spartanburg High School's own assistant head coach. He's also the quarterback coach, and they've got a quarterback. Boy, we'll talk about him in just a little bit. But, Coach, can you give us a background drop of you real quick, maybe a quick bio uh, about what not only landed you here on this campus, but your days in high school to, to just kind of a little bit of history lesson from you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had kind of a, a dream come true story. I uh, went to Chapman High School, uh, played quarterback there. I uh, was fortunate enough to be part of the first team ever to go to the state championship back in 2007. Um, and kind of the mentorship and the coaches that I had in my life during that time really inspired me to do what I do now. Uh, I wanted to be a coach and kind of repay the favor. Uh, I owe a lot to those guys that were my coaches at Chapman High School uh, went to USC Upstate, um, probably about 15 minutes away from Chapman High School, and immediately into my college career, I got into coaching at Chapman. Um, so I was going to school and started coaching football at the middle school level within our program there. Also coached baseball at Chapman for a period of time. Um, and right towards the end of college is when Mark Hodge, our current head coach at Spartanburg High School, he got a job at Chapman. Uh, just through some connections, you know, I'd reached out and said, look, I, you know, I'm about to graduate, would love to be part of the program, uh, continue to coach at the middle school level, and just so happened that when I got my first job coming out of college, we had a quarterback vacancy open at Chapman. Uh, I was blessed enough that Mark trusted me with that type of position. Um, that was back in 2014, uh, and the rest was history. You know, our story at Chapman High School has been one that, that I think very highly of, you know, to win the state championship in 2016 and to win another one in 2019 uh, at my alma mater uh, with coaches and players and community support and family. Uh, it was an extreme uh, dream come true situation that I'll always be happy for. Uh, Mark got the job um, a little over 12 months ago from now, uh, probably about 14, 15 months ago. Uh, took a leap of faith, prayed about it, and decided that this would be the best opportunity for me to continue to evolve my career um, and blessed to be at Spartanburg now. And I tell you, let's, uh, before we talk Spartanburg, and I know we, we do want to get, we will get into Spartanburg, but at 2019, man, I was at the, uh, I was at that game. The quarterback play was incredible. I mean, that kid is a very special kid and he's been on the show, right? I'm a big fan of him. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, did he end up going to Georgia State? Is that where he's at now? Yeah, McKaylee Colasardo. He's currently at Georgia State uh, in a quarterback position battle for himself. Uh, super close relationship with McKaylee. He'll be somebody that um, when I'm an old man, he'll be on my porch. Uh, we'll be talking. Uh, but McKaylee, yeah, a super talent um, and an even better young man, uh, the way that he was able to transform our team and lead our team. Uh, and to see his performance throughout the year, uh, perfect season, 15-0 and 0 in 2019, culminated in, you know, a really successful performance in the state championship. That team will also always be pretty special. Yeah, and it was special all the way, Coach, from, from being there with you guys, watching you guys just manhandle business 
that night I was like, or that day I was sitting there, I was like, oh, my God, this kid is for real. And, of course, he came on the show, and he was just as humble before, weeks before the championship and a few days after, just as humble as he could be. And, but it wasn't just him. I mean, you guys had some linebackers that, you know, could have played. I think one gentleman quit playing football, if I'm not mistaken, ended up getting into ministry <laughs> because uh, that was just where he mm. felt the Lord was <laughs> taking him. Uh, you know, it, 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 I'm going to tell you, it, it was remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, if you took them together, that's what you guys put together because that, that homecoming, that, that parade that you guys put together, man, somebody ought to make a movie out of that ride because that was a <laughs> very special year from beginning to end, man. That, your town blew it up, man. Definitely glad it wasn't a COVID season because I thought uh, just watching the celebration in that town makes what Friday Night Lights are all about. Absolutely. For us to come back from Columbia, and, and I don't know what the true numbers were, uh, but for a small town to be packed, you know, with felt like thousands of fans at the time uh, to welcome us back and for us to, you know, essentially shut down downtown Inman at the time at, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and for us to just we almost had a party <laughs> and just stayed and, and yeah. had a great time with our community. Uh, to go back and watch some of the videos and the social media posts from some of our players to see how much they appreciated it. You know, I think McKaylee's quote was that he lives in a movie. Uh, those are things when you're a little kid that you dream about and that you want to experience. And for that not to happen, that'd be something that I always remember. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you, coach, because we do want to get into what's going on at this new chapter in y'all's life. Because again, I, I did really excited about talking about this quarterback that you're going to be training up and just the mindset of these kids that we saw yesterday at this camp. But you know, it looked a lot like uh, watching that 2019, man. It looked a lot, and I'm not a Patriots fan, but, boy, did it not look a lot like the Patriots winning Super Bowls uh, between that <laughs> tight end and uh, and that quarterback. Yeah, you know, we, we were you know, very fortunate to have talent in our skill positions. You know, you had two running backs that go over 1,000 yards. You had McKaylee at quarterback. Uh, you have three wide receivers who are seniors, uh, who were multiple year starters, um, and, and actually in 2019 uh, we set the state record for most points scored ever in the history of South Carolina. You know, you go back and look at some of the Burns teams of old recently, some of the Northwestern teams, uh, and us for us to to hold that record for most points scored ever in, in this state with the amount of talent that that has come through this state is something that we definitely uh, are proud of. Um, and I think through the research that we've been able to look through and with the help of Jed Blackwell, our local prep sports writer, uh, I think Great he could job. find with the stats that he had around eight nationally all time for a season scored. Uh, so you're talking about a top 10 scoring offense in the history of high school football. Uh, that was pretty special. Yeah, very special. Now let's, let's turn the page and let's look at where we are today because I saw a kid yesterday perform as good as anybody and uh watching his technique watching his style and then realizing that he's a 6'4 230 pound class of 23 <laughs> 23 i said it the right way uh i was like oh my god this kid is a walking talking opportunity and i know he's got auburn i know he's got um missouri he's got charlotte the 49ers looking at him virginia tech uh georgia south carolina i'm sure more are to come but for this kid in the class of 23, which means we, being the state of South Carolina, have two more years to watch this kid get bigger than 6'4", it's just, quite frankly, dangerous <laughs> for anybody that's not part of this Viking team. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of Raheem. Obviously, um, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders he has from a very early age. And you go back all the way to his eighth grade year, a lot of expectations have been placed on, on him, sometimes unfair. Well, I think a lot of people have tried to, to attach their names to him at certain times. Um, but he's probably the most humble kid I, I've ever been around. Um, to see how he was able to gain the, the leadership role of our team during the COVID year, you know, we're working through June and July, and really all we could do was go outside and do bag drills with a towel in our hand on uh, how quickly he was able to pick up our offense, how quickly our offense transformed once he became the guy. Um, and just to look at his talent, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be around Colton Bailey, um, Back in 2016, one of the best to ever play in the state, obviously McKaylee, and uh, now to be with Raheem. Uh, he stacks up, you know, I, I love those two guys before, and I'd tell them this if they were here now, uh, his his potential and what Raheem's going to be able to accomplish, uh, the ceiling is, man, um, he can play anywhere in this state uh, or, or anywhere in this country. Uh, I'm excited for him over the next two years to see how he progresses. Uh, and it's all because of him. You know, he's an extremely hard worker. He continues to put the work in, and every single day he shows up ready to work. Now, of course, uh, we're looking at this roster, uh, and we're trying to go through and get the numbers right, Coach. But are you guys uh, – do you all have the actual number? I know he was there, and I believe you guys had other Vikings that were in attendance yesterday. Have you guys gotten a number back of how many guys attended? Uh, I'm pretty sure Judah McGimsey, who is going to be uh, our captain of our defense, uh, someone who uh, is the epitome of what you want as a high school athlete, uh, from grade point average to behavior in school to the programs and committees that he's on. Um, he is an extremely special young man. Turned out to be a three-year starter for us. Uh, Judah will be at middle linebacker. He's going to be the captain and the key cog. Um, of our of our defense, Langston Green, um, a six foot four tight end, uh, was in attendance. Uh, he's going to be special for us. We're traditionally a spread team. If you go back and look at our film, you won't see a lot of tight ends in our offense, um, and a lot of that was just based on personnel. You know, Langston's going to be a guy that we're going to be able to utilize in some tight end sets to create some mismatches in the red zone. Uh, really excited about how he's going to progress with a full spring and a seven-on-seven summer schedule. Uh, but those were two guys that I thought had really good days um, down at the National Prep Showcase. Yeah, and again, we've been very blessed uh, that we were there in, in course uh, to watch, to be a part of, to walk across the field, to go in between different drills, to see certain things, to see that many athletes, Coach, and you've been at multiple schools been a guy that grew up in the state. You and I, of course, uh, can, can relate to a lot of things. But to see that many talented athletes, and there's a lot more, right? They only selected a few because they wanted to be specialized. But to know that we saw the best of what would be some of the best in the state yesterday, very optimistic in what we are going to be putting together in the next three or four years. Oh, it was it was amazing. Uh, I think the closest thing that you can – you know, try to put together some of the Shrine Bowl combines, but that's just one classification. Uh, you put together multiple classifications yesterday, and especially the job that National Press did, Jeff Mullen, uh, be able to put together something that was so well organized. It showcased 
the tremendous talent that we have in this state. Uh, and to be able to send off that scouting information uh, to over 300-plus colleges, I mean, what an opportunity for the kids that we have in this state. And I think it's going to open up a lot of eyes. I think a lot of times our kids are under-recruited in this area for whatever reason that may be. Um, and I'm excited that we're creating more opportunities for them to have their names heard and to get their film out uh, and to create exposure. It was an awesome day for high school football in South Carolina. No doubt as we're hanging out with an impressive young man who has done some great things in our state as a coach, as a player, he's done it. You name it, he's doing it now. Of course, it's Spartanburg with the Vikings, and that is the assistant head coach and the quarterback coach in one, Greg Ramsey. Coach Ramsey joined us here tonight. First of many, Coach, and I can't wait to get you back in here because we're going to talk a lot about some football until the final kickoff day, and hopefully we're hoping August. Uh, do you have an insight, a, a thought process? Do you like the old days of starting uh, after Labor Day, or do you like that opportunity to start a little earlier because that does give us the opportunity to cross some borders and to play some schools outside of South Carolina? Yeah, um, I, I think it would maybe be more beneficial for you as a football team to have that extra time uh, from an acclimation standpoint, but from a guy that just wants to get after it and I'm ready to play, uh, I enjoy it coming a little sooner. Um, our motto and always has been this way. We're going to try to schedule uh, the best competition possible. Uh, we're going to open up our, our scrimmage in Jamboree season. We're going to host Vance from up in North Carolina, uh, North Carolina powerhouse. Uh, we're going to be scrimmaging Dutch Fort. You know, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Uh, we'll be scrimmaging them. Also have them on our non-conference schedule. Uh, so we're going to hit the ground running. Uh, we play Gaffney uh, week zero. Uh, just just super excited to get after it. Uh, very thankful and grateful that the high school league has allowed us to have a spring season uh, and just to have our hands on our kids. Uh, I think that you could talk to any coach that's been on your program how much it means for us to have the contact with our kids uh, and what it means from their development standpoint when we can be around them and the things and the structures that we provide uh, not only improves their their physical ability, but more so uh, their academic performance, their social performance. Those are the things that really matter. Yeah, and I would agree with you. And I think that's the thing. And we had last year, down just in the Charleston area, Coach, we had like 21 coaches changes, right? And then across the state of South Carolina, I think it was probably one of our biggest years of uh, just musical coaching carousel, if you will, lack of words there, uh, across our state. I mean, so many of you guys took a chance, took the opportunity to, to, to further your your opportunities of going forward, right? And, and like you guys all left and went to Spartanburg, had no idea what was about to happen, had no idea that you guys were going to get there, and then were told to wait a minute, hold on a second, and then had no opportunity really to touch these kids until, what, September, late August? and had to rely on these kids yep. to do these workouts that you were virtually sending to them. Yeah, it, it was an extremely difficult situation. Um, you know, when we first took the job, you were planning on, you know, let's hit the ground running. We're going to have a spring practice. You know, we'll be going into our 7-on-7 seven seven season early on. Uh, and then finally, maybe towards the end of June, uh, towards July, they allowed you to have limited workouts. You could have groups of 10 uh, but you couldn't share equipment. You know, we're literally, you know, lifting a plate. Uh, I don't really know if it was beneficial or not. 
um, you know, the first time you're getting to meet I didn't see our whole team. You know, I remember showing up in, in August for our first practice and, and didn't even know our defensive players. <laughs> didn't didn't have a clue who they were. <laughs> didn't know their names, didn't know their numbers, didn't know what positions they played. They were on a, a completely uh, entire different campus. Uh, you could only have certain players on, on a certain amount, so we had sent our defensive guys uh, to the old high school across town. So we didn't see them. We, we didn't see them until August. Um, to step into that uh, and for us to play a football game, you know, three weeks later, uh, essentially a playoff football game with us playing our region games first uh, to play Burns that first week, and, you know, you're going to look back. That was just a, a chaotic time that, that you learned a lot. Uh, I think you're prepared for anything, hopefully, uh, now. But to experience that and to go through it, uh, I think we came out better for it. Like I said, we really had time to, within our meetings, we couldn't focus on football. Uh, so we really focused on some of the more important things, which was our, our player development. You know, how do we make kids, you know, better people in the community? How do we make them better future husbands, better future fathers? Those were really things that we got to focus on. And I think we came out the other side a lot better for it because we were actually forced to do those kind of things. Yeah, and I agree with the coach because that's one thing that we had some players just in here with us moments ago, and, and it's something that even us here at Southern Sports Central is that we have the appreciation of the actual word appreciation, right? As adults, you know, when you live in Charleston like we do, we say there's nothing to do. But if you came down here, Coach, you'd say, what do you mean? There's 50,000 things to do in Charleston. Well, if I come up here <laughs> – so, of course, Spartanburg, I, I, you would be like, well, there's really not a whole lot to do. And I would look at you and say, are you kidding me? Look at all this to do. Because why? Because we become complacent. And, and we not say we don't appreciate it, but we kind of overlook the things we have. And I feel that spring ball is going to be the best spring ball we've ever had. I kind of wish that we could scrimmage other schools in spring ball because I feel like you'd get more out of it. I'm not a big fan of even college spring ball because I don't see a whole lot into it. You saw Clemson. By the way, I think lost their backup quarterback yesterday and or over the weekend. I hate to hear that. But, you know, there is some things I would like to see some changes, but I do feel like we're going to learn a lot more and appreciate. These kids are going to come out wanting to play, as you saw what they did just yesterday at a camp. Yeah, absolutely. And I know some states uh, have the ability to schedule um, spring scrimmages with other teams, uh, not being a part of it. I'm not sure how beneficial it would be. It would be fun. Uh, obviously to have a little sure. competitive nature, but you're going to see a super energized spring season. You're going to see a very competitive and energized seven-on-seven season. You know, I'm a quarterback guy. You know, you can go talk to some of the, the OL coaches. They don't really appreciate seven-on-seven season. You know, I like it. Uh, it's good for what it does. Um, but I think that everybody will have a, a renewed sense of uh, happy that, that we're just able to go out and do some things, even if it's, not on a college campus. We haven't got news yet if, if colleges will have us uh, on campus and we'll be able to participate in some of those bigger tournaments. But even to just host a school or to go visit a school and have a, a one-versus-one situation, that's going to be something that uh, we're not going to take for granted anymore after what happened last year. Amen to that, Coach. I want to say this, and we are going to get you back in because we're going to pick your brain a little bit the next time we get you in here. So we're going to look at the calendar I'll have our, uh, our, our our scheduling department reach out to you again to kind of make sure that you're available. But there's a lot to talk about. There's only 30 minutes to do it, unfortunately. But we got time between now and kickoff in August or September, whenever they decide to pull that trigger, we'll be ready. But 
until then, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come in here tonight to be a part of our show and just to open the doors. And, and I want to thank your family for allowing you to take time away from them so that you can hang out with us here tonight as well, Coach. Well, guys, I, I sure do appreciate you having me on and having the opportunity to brag on our players and our program and, and the community that we're a part of here in Spartanburg. Uh, and, again, thank you guys for what you do for our state and, and most importantly, our athletes. You guys are first class and, and the exposure that you create. Uh, I appreciate the willingness to have, you know, I keep up every week. You know, you're talking about it feels like every school <laughs> has been – a part of the program and the doors that you're able to to open up um, and in multiple sports as well. Uh, And as someone who is very passionate about this state and and the exposure of our kids, I can't thank you enough for what you do for them. You got it, Coach. And because of guys like you, man, it makes it a lot of fun and the smiles are are being handed around the studio tonight. And, again, we're coming that way, by the way. So we're going to take this virtual thing to reality thing, and we'll see you guys hopefully – uh, between now and then, and then I'm going to catch up with you off the air, and Eugene will do as well because we got some things that we're working on. We'd love to bring to your uh, team as well. Absolutely, love it, guys. All right, coach. God bless. Take care. And until next time, stay safe. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. There you go. Wrapping it up tonight in five-star fashion. Coach Greg Ramsey. He is the assistant head coach, the quarterback coach over at Spartanburg High School, and he's got a baller. Boy, does he got a baller over there with him. As uh, He's only a sophomore, and this dude looked like a sophomore college athlete yesterday as he was zipping and zanging and doing it all on the field yesterday at that field. And, again, uh, Coach Jeff over at National Press uh, has gotten a ton of love tonight, and he should because he did a great job. He set the bar high, and it flew <laughs> so far. And it continues to do just that. But just a great show tonight. I want to quickly, before I give Eugene a few seconds, I want to thank uh, Coach Dean Boyd. He's the doctor, Dr. Dean Boyd, the head coach over at York, for coming on here tonight to talk to us not only about his boys and his program, but he also represented the, the coaches' uh, association as he has a major role on that as well. We had York's athletes of uh, – Javon Long and Kel Burris, both uh, these guys can play anywhere at any time. And, of course, wrapping up just a few seconds ago with the coach over at Spartanburg High School, Coach Greg Ramsey, the assistant head coach and quarterback guru. He coaches them up day in and day out, and he's done it for a few good years. Eugene, about 30 seconds, my man, but a great show. Yeah, it's been a great show, man. Great to have all these athletes and coaches on with us. Uh, Definitely looking forward to Thursday night. We'll have some more on. Uh, Stay tuned tomorrow night as – Ever Sands, uh, I tell you, uh, if Coach Boyd is still listening, uh, maybe he'll call in and join uh, Everett Sands tomorrow night. We'll be back uh, live and ready to roll on Thursday. No doubt Thursday night. You'll catch us. Follow us Facebook, Southern Sports Central, Twitter, SO Sports Central, doing it on the gram, Southern Sports Central. It's all Southern Sports Central. Tomorrow night, don't forget, it is Everett Sands, New West Foundation Sports Show. Kick it off, 6 o'clock, guys. Until next time, God bless. Stay safe. Keep doing what you do, guys. Thanks for the opportunity to educate you guys. We'll see you I'm good.
gonna puke Cause my taxes are due Do my password begin with a one or a two? 